If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Today's podcast is brought to you by Talkspace. Talkspace is the online therapy company that makes connecting to a licensed and experienced therapist easy and affordable. Talkspace therapists have the ability to understand what you're going through and can help you to make positive changes in your life. Sign up today and get a special $30 discount towards your first month by going to Talkspace.com slash zone or use the Talkspace app and enter promo code Z-O-N-E. Talkspace. Therapy for all. Welcome to the friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesco, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friends all. Let's start the show. Take out my dentures, I take out the trash. I'm taking out you niggas with my gat. I said, I'm shooting up, shooting up the club. Doing all of this in a tub, a rubber dub dub. Keeping them clean, keeping them mean on the streets. And you know we got the gangster lean, cause it's the gangster rap. No, it's the old man rap. I'm put my dentures back in. Put my teeth back in so y'all can hear me, y'all can feel me. I can bite y'all like Mike Tyson or Michael Jackson. Hee hee, I'm back with another and. I'm gonna do it again and again. I'm having a hot one, no ham. Unless it's honey baked, but y'all honey fake. Give it to Dustin, that's a pump fake. Old school shit. Let's talk about it. They've been stealing all the shit that we talk about every week. All the words coming out of mouth. Y'all take them and you write a new article or you start a podcast. You looking like a particle. You built up all over our content. It's really a motherfucking compliment. Thank you for listening to our show. And thank you for wanting to talk about it. Some mostly uh, imitation is the biggest form of flattery. And I got to admit, it makes me feel like a G and show all of my white teeth every time that you see. My name up into your streets when you talk about me. See, we know that you really do listen. That's why we your honorable mention Every week you do pay attention And these words right here is some wisdom I hope that it make you think Make better decisions And stay and watch television Instead of watch what we do I'm gonna stop, friend I promise I'm through (laughs) Yay! 
Kerry still Keisha Pass. Nigga, what the hell are you? <laughs> Hi, everybody, and welcome. <laughs> and welcome once, <laughs> and welcome twice. You're welcome, welcome, welcome. And hey, friend, because I heard you, my love. <laughs> <laughs> this here is the Friend Zone, and it is your weekly look into all things and everything. Mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene. Because who in the hell, hell. who in the heavens, Heaven. and who in the in-between, a.k.a. purgatory. Ooh. That was for the people that went to school. Ooh. Shout out to Patty LaHale. <laughs> Wants a musty brain. Because I know I don't. Welcome, hey, friend. Welcome, welcome me, welcome you. Mm-hmm. How's everybody doing? Good. That's good. good. We're in the AC now, so no complaining. Oh, okay. No, I love the sweltering heat, so it don't even bother me. Well, well you can you're happy mine. right now. <laughs> you can have my sweltering heat. It's hot outside. I love it. It's hot. It's everybody looks like they got a question. It's so hot outside. Everybody <laughs> walking around looking confused about something. Like everybody has a furrowed brow right now. That's how hot it is. It's forehead hot. You thinking they're gonna ask you directions or yeah. something? They just hot. Everybody well, forehead is, look like a sharp. What's happening with the trains? I mean, the trains have always Yo, been a mess. Like that's nothing new. But right. I feel like there's it's more than usual. Like. It's not often that you hear the train stopping and people having to walk through the tracks. And that's something that's happened like three times in the past month or so. Yes. What's going on? It's been super uh, they haven't been listening to Project Pat because if they had, they would know <laughs> to do their job and let's run a train. That's all they need to do is run a train. Run the train. Why can't y'all, why are y'all going to sleep? Why are y'all derailing? Why is shit catching on fire? As much as they doing work on the MTA, everything should be working properly. That's the point of y'all slowing our commutes down every week at 5 p.m. or for 10 a.m. to 5 a.m. 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. I'm sick of it. We pay too much goddamn money for our commutes to be interrupted, disrupted, disrespected, and disconnected. And did you see they put out a... (laughs) I have had it. I've had it. That is how it is when it is hot outside. We are fed up. And you late for work after you done left early, friend. Done the work to get ready on time, actually oh, ahead of time. Strolling, you know, leaving Sweaty early, making an and effort. Late. And then you're late. You get to work. You're not in a good headspace because you're fucking frustrated up to the wazoo. I'm over for it, real. friend. What were you going to say, my love? That they put out a bulletin. Mm-hmm. Asking MTA writers for ideas on out. how they can improve the MTA. Are they giving and out like, metro the cards for their submissions? The fact that you guys don't have ideas, and you and the, I saw like a couple of the plans for the next coming years. They're going to put these mats on the floor of the train that have an arrow to the right and to the left. Because I guess you wouldn't know otherwise. Where Which to way walk. you gonna go forward? <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew it. It just came out the vault. And they said that they're also going to begin to enforce the no food rule, similar to like Japan. The trains in Japan are awesome. You could lick the floor. I mean, I'm down. I just wonder how that's going to be enforced. Because they're saying that a bit. Yeah, you know it's not. They're saying that a big part of the issues with the train is the track fires. Mm -hmm. People people throwing rappers. They McDonald's things and the tracks and shit. So they think that that would help. But New Yorkers are going to be eating on the train. Right. How about y'all hire some more people to help clean this shit up? Give people a job. Y'all charging us all this damn money. Pay more people to do the work to keep the tracks clean. You know, people are filthy. This is New York City. How dare you request white glove cleanliness? Right. I mean, and I how dare you? How do all nice. of the train stations have Wi-Fi, but they all dirty? It's and like, and furthermore, the where's the new damn trains? And quit announcing shit right. two years, three years in advance. That don't do nothing but piss us off because we know we got to wait that long. <laughs> Stop doing that shit. If it ain't if it ain't in the foreseeable six month future, don't tell me shit. 
That's right. They even brought a train back from the dead. The W train? <laughs> what? The, the W? The W train was gone for a minute, and then it came back with the jump off. Like, I was like... I wonder what... It went to Queens or whatever. Oh, you're right. I have seen and I remember, signs for that. I remember people... I used to talk about the W, and people be like, the W for what the fuck are you talking about? Ghost I'm like, train. I'm telling you, it's the Queens one. You, I used to work on the east side. I hated taking the W. Ooh. End up in Queens by accident. No, no. Huh. <laughs> Wait, they said that we were getting new trains? Yep, we're supposed to be some new, like the accordion car style. Like that's oh. how they are. Like it, it's not going to be any more pass through. Um, like oh. open the door, stand like on the it. buses, right where everybody pees and stuff. I <laughs> know you can't go out there no more. Thank you. You're going to have Jesus. to right the bus is going to be accordion style. They have like lights on the front, Wi Fi in the um in all of the train cars. There's going to be outlets for you to charge your phone. Are you kidding? Yeah, but now we got to wait until. Damn, are we even going to be taking the train? Hopefully, I listen. <laughs> I mean, like you know what I'm you saying. You know what's crazy? <laughs> like, have you seen the city buses? The you know the blue ones. Mm-hmm. Have you been on one? No, not in a minute. Get it? Just, no, just get on one. I kid you not. It's the randomest shit ever. They have USB ports on them. Good. There's like I, someone told me there's a Wi-Fi on the bus, but I was like, it's like that shit is not real. And I took my uh, cord out and I was charging my fucking phone. That's on the we. Bus. It's ne- it's necessary. It is. I'm the. I have said for years. That there's two places that there needs to be outlets for you to charge your phone. On all modes of public transportation, each seat mm. should have an outlet that works. <laughs> United ass, no working ass, outlets ass airlines. Yo, what the fuck is that? And furthermore, <laughs> their outlets never work. What the fuck is that? And all the planes that? are, oh, that plastic don't even be gray no more. Mm. It's like, it's got a tan tone to it. Like, so old. <laughs> it's like yellowed. But anyway, the other place there needs to be outlets, and then we can start the... Let's start the show. <laughs> After this, the other place there needs to be outlets is in gym lockers. Mm. Every gym really? locker should have an yes. outlet oh, for you to charge you your, phone your phone while you're doing your yes. thank you. But most of us also work out, though, with the phones. But yeah. the iPad, they make but the thing for your arm. It's actually really no, cute. No, like a little armband. No. iPod, not pad. Oh, oh I was up to say. <laughs> you know, nothing looks more ridiculous than somebody really doing anything on anything an iPad. Especially taking a picture. It's like, if you ain't just watching videos, what are you doing with your iPad? If you want to laugh, watch concert footage, and watch people in the audience taking pictures on iPads. <laughs> okay, let me tell you something. Like Simba. It looked like they holding up Simba. At Essence Festival, people kept holding up their damn phones. And I was like, this man got his big-ass iPad-ass camera and was blocking the whole damn concert. It was the travesty. With a screen protector. If you don't get that shit out of here, how you going to drop an iPad? <laughs> I mean, it happens, but you should really have more hand or dexterity control. Anyway... <laughs> Hey y'all, what's hey, going on? How are your weekend? Going good, going real, it's really good. Okay, actually, shout out to the weekend for real. I had a great time. Um, Kid Fury and I went to two really great parties. Cute. And I now know what it means when they say last night a DJ saved my life because that DJ at the DL on Sunday was sick. Was when I say I mean, he danced all night long and he was playing. <laughs> album cuts from like independent rappers from the south it was like my kind of party right it's really good so i had a great weekend and i'm not gonna say what i know all you guys think i'm about to say moving left and right along (laughs) what about you asante Mm -hmm. at least i don't look like what i've been through Mm -hmm. i feel you oh god (laughs) i'm here okay you don't want to and i'm gonna be here tomorrow (laughs) that's all that's important and you know what 
We just gonna stay focused on the cinnamon girls. That's what we gonna do. <laughs> Let them know. Shout out to Mary to Medicine for those who caught that reference. That I didn't, but I'm gonna smile through it. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you about the cinnamon girls one day, friend. The cinnamon girls. Shout out, shout out, tweet a a picture of the person who said cinnamon girls <laughs> if you know who what that's from. No, because you know several people have said it because one person was doing it and it was her party. Mm-hmm. But one person did specifically say let's just stay focused hey, we, on just it. Just stay so focused let's see let's see if y'all can guess correctly and we're going to move <laughs> left and right on along again. There you go. Friend, how was your weekend? That's what we want to know. My weekend was good. I had a meeting out of state, so I had to travel, which okay. was rough. It's interesting to travel Ooh. for a meeting and then come back. And but then, I, and I know it's hot. <laughs> but um, I've actually been good. This is, like I said, my week that is a little slow. So Thank I've you. caught up on sleep, cleaned my house. I was on Twitter and did a cute thread a couple of days ago. We did like a plant mom thread uh. <laughs> where everybody was sharing their plants. And it was so cute, y'all. Like so many people are into their plants. And then there are people that were like, I just bought my first plant. And it's like their little <laughs> succulents on their desk. Uh, <laughs> now you're going to just start plant stories. Yeah, that made me so happy. I'm definitely going to end up doing a wellness segment just on plants and how they have improved my life i posted all my plants on on twitter and someone was like dang friends posting all her plant kids and everyone's sharing she said hers had just died <laughs> she posted a gift <laughs> she posted this funny ass gift of the kid like you know the kid that is like turning with the tear <laughs> <laughs> Y'all is so damn funny online, yo. That's why you and your plants need to drink water and mind your business. That's, the rules apply to plants, too. Drink your water and mind your business or else. But I, I feel bad, though, because people... Let me tell you something else. That's mm. true because plants have always calmed me. Oh, I love them always, so. Always, they make me always, always. So happy. A plant. A plant. I saw someone on Twitter say... Um, some this girl tweeted, "Let's be plant parents." Like you know, just saying it on Twitter, and I was like, "I feel Aww. you, I feel you," because it's cute. I remember me and my ex did that. We went and bought plants, and we potted them, and bought like new pots, and we it was like a weekend project. It's really cute to do. I think people should. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm at the store getting four locos. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing wrong? Dustin, <laughs> you're doing great, sweetie. <laughs> what the I'm hell? Dead. Y'all was so Look, you funny. know, I was like, you know, pets, I feel like a real official. We should start with a plant. Listen, baby <laughs> so steps. can grow okay. together. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Look, you know, after that church, I, I went to church years ago, and after that sermon about dirt and plants and how they grow, I was like, you know what? There is something here with the plants now. Yo, Somebody true, pushing man. it up. A you plan to make you so think about, <laughs> you know, the bigger picture. I just put it like that. Because somebody pushing it up. You know what I'm saying? Something. Somebody. I don't know. Plants make you think. That's what I'm saying. It gets deep. I thought this was going to be a tame episode. I was sadly mistaken. I see what this episode is. Listen. Kick, kick the ball to and me, And let friend. me just say, Fran's plants are gorgeous, too. Aren't they? For those who absolutely saw... Absolutely stunning. You picked a nice set of plants. Like, I am you so know what? proud of you my baby. You curated a nice selection you of plants. Did, I'm friend. so proud because I started as a plant killer myself. I would have the little succulents, you know, the little ones you get on your desk and could never keep them alive. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy one of the huge ones Mm -hmm. that are potted and on the floor and take up like the whole corner of your living room. And I was like, and I'm going to make this relationship work. And that's how it happens. You buy one big one. 
and jump right in. And then from there, now I have I have seven. Seven, wow. like, huge. You've seen them. I showed you guys pictures. And when you guys have come beautiful. over, you've seen them. And they're beautiful. They shiny and shit. They look good. <laughs> One of my friends, the last plant-related, last plant-based item. <laughs> this is the plant-based episode. Um, my, one of my ex, one of my friends, um, a long time ago in Detroit, actually had a huge like loft. It, the ceilings were really high, and he ordered a banana tree. Oh shit! And he had it in his apartment in his loft, and it used to scare the. Sh- First of all, it was just completely ridiculous that he had done it, but in all the good ways, we were like, "This motherfucker ain't got a banana tree." Oh shit! And um, he had it, and it scared the shit out of everybody when they came over but because it was so I mean it was a tree a banana tree right? but it ended up dying and stuff and then all these like flies came oh, out and no. it had to go so <laughs> but <laughs> I couldn't believe he had a banana tree that's my banana tree story Yo, that's, that's wild those things are huge like yeah. how pretty though oh I can't loft goals loft, let me get a loft okay you. Anyway, in Harlem, oh. if someone would just give me the keys to a loft in Harlem and say, if I could Asante, do a loft or a brownstone, mm-hmm. <laughs> brownstone, and I ain't talking about five miles to empty, <laughs> <laughs> okay? <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I have the giggles today. This is Y'all not gonna work. Not I'm not gonna make it. <laughs> Trey Songs just gotta make it. Hey, right, so let's jump right in, shall we? Of course. So on last week's show titled Four Four Four, we discussed Jay Z's album with a focus on the visuals, where he sat around with a lot of the top successful black men in the industry and they talked about their feelings my favorite thing in the world feelings (laughs) and it was a nice little round table where they shared a lot of their vulnerabilities so of course we started talking about well it was actually me asking the guys uh about healing spaces and if they have them in their lives if they create them if they have friends that provide them and hold space for them and it was a really great conversation and as usual you guys Mm -hmm. had a lot to say so Asante who stood out to you I want to shout out a couple of people from the emails starting with Manda C Um, Mandy's actually from Australia and she's been listening to us since the beginning (laughs) while she was living in South Korea and now she's in Australia so shout out to you know being international taking the friends around the world okay anyway Mandy says I wholeheartedly agree with Fran I want men to be open, and I have never seen this as a sign of weakness, but rather a sign of strength. Being raised by my mom and grandma since my dad was not a part of the picture, I've never really had the male role model growing up, but I've seen how some of the men that have been in my life act macho and unwilling to talk about their feelings, unwilling to open up. And I just, short backstory, I'm actually going to skip over because I wanted to get to the part where you say that I truly desire for men to be open and honest and hope that I'm able to make them even in what society has deemed weak for them, I will be to let them know they aren't weak, but strong, and that men can be both. Or if they aren't, it's fine. For me, I want a man who's open and up. Pardon me. I want a man who is willing to open up and be honest. I respect it and will be your biggest cheerleader. I just wanted to read that because it's dope to just read letters from women encouraging more mm-hmm, men. Yes. Because a lot of the time men are like, no, you know, my girl, she wouldn't be about that or something. And I also wanted to shout out Stephanie Cooper because she said she was triggered. Um, Stephanie says, when Dustin said, you don't want no man talking about their feelings all the time, I had to side on myself. I'm currently try to, trying to build with a male that is trying to get it together. And it's more of an emotional person than me. I do let him express himself freely and I don't discourage him. But sometimes his tendency to complain about my logic and non-emotional approach to things affects things. 
So even though you're having like a, a difference in how you're approaching things, just the fact that you're even able to check yourself and be like, damn, like, is this really what I want? Mm-hmm. And to say it is, and I need to work on some things on myself. So Yeah, and I think one thing that was important about Dustin bringing that point up last week about like, you know, don't no woman want a man. The reality <laughs> is, I think you have to remove gender out of that conversation because I don't even mm. want friends that dump on me. So it's not mm. really a man or woman thing. It's just like... No one is no one's therapist. Yeah, we're all our friends. We hold space for each other if you need something. But I shouldn't be talking to you weekly about the same thing. Like, everyone has that friend that either their partner has been cheating on them or and they want to talk about it. And then you give them advice and listen and they don't take the advice, but they want to come and dump on you again. And it's like... Hang you on. know what I mean? It's like, I well, have nothing. Yeah, like, I'm not, I'm not a dump truck. Right. <laughs> and I think... <laughs> It's important that people understand the difference between vulnerability and being a victim. I mm. think it's a big difference. And what I want in a man is someone who's open to talk about why he reacts to things the way he does, you know, or things he has to work on. Things I, Like, let's have that uh, open dialogue and kind of open doors of communication. But a man that's, like, constantly, <laughs> like, freaking out about childhood <laughs> shit— over and over and over and I'm not seeing progress or or the discussions leading to anything, then that means you just want to swallow. You want to wallow in your sadness. And I've talked about this before. I don't bond in misery. Mm-hmm. I like progression. I like, you know, all my childhood shit, I'm trying to get away from that and that's live right. a great life. So that's something I wanted to stress because I know a lot of people are like, I would never date an emotional man. I'm like, no, 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 no. There's a difference. Right. You don't want someone dumping. You want someone who's open. That's right. right. And with that being said, Wade C. on SoundCloud said, this is one of the biggest things that holds me back from pursuing real relationships. I've been on Mm. both ends where on one end, I opened up about my vulnerabilities to the point where it wore on my exes and made me look weak. On the other end, I didn't open up a lot because I didn't want the previous experience, but it made things worse because I didn't want to discuss my emotions. Finding that balance as a man who is always told not to show emotion isn't easy. That's right. So I think that was interesting because he tried it and he wore on her. Then he held back and that wore on the next chick. So he's like, what's the right way to do it? And I think that ties in. If you wore on her, it's probably because you weren't fixing anything. You know what I mean? Like. Mm. She was probably just tired of you complaining all the time. That's not being open. I believe that there has to be balance in everything. Balance. For sure. got to be balance in everything. I mean, even Aretha Franklin is able to stand up straight. There has to be balance in everything. Aww. So my thing is this, right? <laughs> my thing is this. It's okay to be expressive or whatever. Like, if you have a problem with something, you know, it's okay to talk about it, but you're not about to be a wet blanket, a wet sock, you know what I'm saying? Just completely irritating. Always got something fucking wrong. You know what I I mean? That starts to make me have doubt in your problem-solving ability. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not even... You're not even working toward a solution. You just always got something the fuck wrong. I feel you. Mm. I feel you. That's the victimized headspace, though. And sometimes people can be manipulative with that. And and guess what? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Talk way. to the hand, okay? Have you, ever face had, understand. have you ever experienced that where someone will bring up something that happened to them and then whenever y'all get into like a fight or things are tense, they bring that up? 
mm-hmm. like as a See? way to make you feel bad again yep. and be like, damn. And you kind of like let them treat you shitty kind of because you're like, damn, but he went through X, Y, and Z. And it could be a, a very manipulative tool. So that's why I feel you on that. Mm-hmm. Especially parents. They they good for that kind of oh, shit. Cool. Parents what? will hold that kind of shit over your head. And, my, you know, I never would have talked to my mother. <laughs> my father, well, you, like you said what you said. They good for that. Yo, that's so real. But, um, my yes. Mom make me <laughs> my mom just... <laughs> Slam the door. <laughs> I love Mind you. I business. love you, Mama Friend. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. Dead. <laughs> yeah, I with Mama Friend. So, Dustin, who'd you find on the streets. Twitter streets? In these streets, oh. that was the best one you guys have <laughs> ever, ever gotten ever. ever in life. Okay. So, in these Twitter streets, I want to say um, shout out to AJ Scribes. Who tweeted, shout out to all three of y'all. This week's episode was amazing and needed. And tweeted a gif of Birdman in the Breakfast Club studio. Because that's always going to be funny, damn it. Um, I would like to give a shout out to everyone who laughed. Especially shout out to Carrie's Corner. Shout out to Ed, It's Carrie in Carrie's Corner. Who personally sent me a picture of... Uh, Willow Smith. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Wiz Khalifa. And, oh, my God. Uh, and uh, um, the other one. Um, Sway Lee. Uh, Sway yes. Lee. Yes, and it was a picture of Alvin, Simon, and Theodore, the three chipmunks on top of it. Alvin. Hilarious. Um, so many good things happened in the Twitter streets this week, so I want to focus on one that I think was just really articulate and just hilarious, um, and that belongs to... Uh, at Dior Bonnet Hood Brat is her name <laughs> who tweeted the rise and Come fall on. of Carrie Hilson a thread oh, and this is that. a comprehensive and informative source and thread that literally tells the entire story of Carrie Hilson her career pitfalls the reasons why and they're backed up with video and, and- gif evidence and proof this is a glorious tweet thread that I mean, these are the heroes I of Twitter. Honestly, she Honestly, needs this girl needs an unsung episode. <laughs> for real, for real. Really. Like y'all are really pushed the boundaries on how journalism is set. I yes. love Twitter. this new threaded <laughs> I thing. I love that shit. Y'all yes. be getting me in these fucking black holes of Twitter threads. I yes. mean, and and the carriers one specifically. Was it not spot great. the fuck on? I, I, for one, have always been a Carrie Hilson fan, like, through the good and the bad, you know? Definitely through the good, secretly through the bad. Like, I don't like it, but I mean, you know. know, Carrie Hilson was a a guilty pleasure for a lot of people at, at, you know, one point because she did make a statement. Well, what she did was so unspeakable. (laughs) You know what I mean? Black salutely. Like, why would you do that? Black salutely. Why would you do that? And why did Polo do that to her? I feel like Polo set her up. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that he pushed her to do this. Yeah, he was in that studio eating a, um, (laughs) a, a quart of fucking French vanilla ice cream and some potato chips and... Dead. And a sausage patty at the same time, and told her, "You know what you need to do? Fuck that shit. You make the dish rock. Fuck that shit. Make the dish rocker. He's talented. I respect him as a musician and Absolutely. artist, but that's how that happened." And so, my last tweet that I would like to highlight <laughs> in these Twitter streaks. The last tweet that I would like to highlight comes from Steam Fox. Steam. Hey, Steam. Our girl Steam. Hey, Steam. Um, the tweet that came from Steam. Mm, Sting Fox. Fox. <laughs> 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 That's exactly what I was thinking about. 
Okay, except she did actually get it. Oh, <laughs> um, the tweet that came from Steam Fox said um, it was she quoted a tweet from Monica Brown that said she was in the studio with Missy Elliott and decided to join her own challenge, the Sogon Challenge. You all continue to inspire me. This yes. is an old tweet of Monica's. So Steam Fox tw- quoted the tweet and said, "I'm really sad that we never got to see look at Dustin and Hey Asante in the studio with Monica after they won this challenge." So what's up, High Ninety Seven? We love you. We're the biggest Monica fan in the world. I that nothing came of that. Yeah, we really wanted that opportunity to. because we loved her so much and nothing ever came of it. So shout out to everybody at Hot 97. We didn't have fun. <laughs> okay. But shout out to Monica, you know. Still love you. Right, we love Monica with our heart. Monica is innocent in this. Hot 97 one is the one. Hot 97 one is the one who made the broken promises, promises. <laughs> that was Hot 97 because we ain't seen a mic. We ain't I'm seen mad. a booth. I ain't oh, seen no mad. sound dampening equipment. I ain't seen nothing. Oh my God. <laughs> so let that be said. Let it be known. And that's what's really going on. Uh, in these streets. In these streets. Yeah. Monica's actually the perfect segue into oh, this week's segue. topic. Yeah. Right? So you set that up lovely for the kid. Okay, so <laughs> this week. you? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to talk to you guys about integrity. And Uh-oh. What, uh, right, right? <laughs> so unless you've been under a rock, there's no way that you missed the story, the huge story that broke out this week about R. Kelly and his history, right, his history with young girls. The uh, A lot of different stories have come up, but the story that came up this week, apparently from a journalist who has been following the R. Kelly case for years and created this post on BuzzFeed, I believe, Mm -hmm. where he uh, made some claims that R. Kelly is, you know, once again, or not once again, but still living this lifestyle where a lot of young black women are being, I don't even know what the proper wording is. Well, what I saw it, um, I saw it described as a, polyamorous um, dom-sub relationship um, where I can't remember what else they said, but that was the best way that they described the relationship that he's been alleged to have with these women. Um, Finish going, but that's just Mm -hmm. how, that's how I saw it described. It was a polyamorous Dom sub, what else was the word? Yeah, I saw a tweet. It was from a girl that was like, yes. that's basically what he is doing. She kind of didn't understand what the issue was. But the problem is that we know our Kelly's sexual history with there young it is. girls. Aaliyah, starting with her, rest in peace. And a lot of other young women that he has had cases with that were settled out of court. Apparently, it's like 50 plus cases. And we all know what the deal is. So the whole dom-sub polyamorous thing, kind of not hitting. You know what I mean? Well, Those I are just usually think it's consensual. not what we're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, right, literally not what, what we're the focus of the country. It's not why people have a problem happening. with him. So right. I hate it when they do that shit. Didn't nobody ask you for, you know what I'm saying, the cursive version? Right. Bitch, right. we talking about what the fuck else happened or what happened before. Anyway. Right. And his history and just how... Black women are, young black women are being affected. And it seems to me that no one is listening. No one is listening to them. A video came out with one of them, you know, saying that she was okay. But you can see in her shirt 
that she was being coached. And when I say in her shirt, you see a shadow of arms moving and flailing as she's speaking that clearly indicate that someone is controlling how she's speaking. She sounds like she wants to cry the whole she's time. She's being coached. Right. But today's episode is not about R. Kelly. What I want to ask, it is and it's not. It's <laughs> indirect. So he is on a massive tour right now. Even right. with all of these stories, all these years, Asante's mm. <laughs> already making a face. He's on a huge stadium status tour. I don't even know the amount of cities, but he's been on tour for a while. He's always on tour. Huge turnout, sold out shows every time, huge support base. And he's on tour with Monica. <laughs> I think he's been doing this tour since like December or something. Yeah, I remember it's been when, on for a while. Because when I heard June's diary was opening mm-hmm. in was... December. <laughs> uh-huh. Monica, June's diary. And Latoya Luckett. Yes. Right. So those L-L. are his three opening acts. So here is the question oh, that no. is ringing in my head with knowing this. It's the idea of integrity when you're doing business, right? And integrity, for those who don't know the meaning of the word. Mm -hmm. I just thought about Jim's Diaries audience, too. Like, this is disgusting. I'm sorry. Oh, what? Like how young they are? Yes. Well, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Integrity is the firm adherence to a code of especially moral or artistic values, the quality or state of being complete and undivided. So it's a moral code. It's a set of values based on your moral, your morals, right? And what I'm wondering is, what is your price? Do you have a price where your code, your moral codes and values get a little blurry? Because I'm wondering with Monica, Latoya, and June's Diary, with them knowing his history, with them knowing the, their fan bases who are coming to these shows to see them and to see him, they're bringing more women to his shows, you know, younger and younger fans, because June's Diary is a pretty young fan base, mm-hmm. to a, a show that is headlined by a predator. I've read tons of stories that he gets a lot of these young girls from these shows because his team, what they do is that they bring the girls up from the audience so this is you know and obviously this is all alleged but you hear you know what do they say where there's smoke there's fire so i'm wondering how you guys feel about the fact that people would still continue to support him and not just monica latoya and june's diary but even the people that come out in droves city after city after city year after year after year to support r kelly knowing his history. And so it makes me think about when you're in a business situation like this, like, where is your moral value? Like, where do you decide, like, mm, yeah, this might be, you know, X, Y, and Z amount of money that obviously we all need as creatives. But do you ever have a point where you're like, I can't do that? So, yes, I have a point where I can't do that. There's certain things that I will never stand behind or be associated with or connected to. It's common knowledge. I would never do anything in connection to like the Trump administration, Donald Trump, him as a politician, him as a person. None of them. Vanka. None of them. If Donald Trump came along and said, Mm -hmm. Dustin, I have... Stop right there. 
I we can, don't have nothing to talk about. I can make all of your dreams come true. No, you can't. I You're can, already a nightmare. I can give you your own TV show. Make no. all of your acting. No, you can't. The the people that I want to watch ain't gonna watch it because you your 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 stench is on it. So no, I just wouldn't be connected with that. So I do have a price when it comes to what things represent. When it comes to hateful entities and just you know moving that sort of energy and information along and being associated with things that are just negative. It's not something that I would just do. It's certain things that mean that much to me. Mm-hmm. And so that's the question. The question then becomes, what means enough to you for you to say no? And so maybe for those artists, you know what I'm saying? These were pre-existing contracts and arrangements that have been made. I'm sure this new um, article or this new attention that he's getting that's painting him in that very true light once again i'm sure that that was not something that any of those artists anticipated happening nor did they um want to happen at this this time when they're trying to sell concert tickets um and i think that it had been quite some time since the r kelly scandal was something that was at the top of everyone's lists and so people had just kind of moved on um there's a space where as a as a music consumer or someone who listens to music even if I never play, physically play another R. Kelly song today, right? I will still remember how beautiful those R&B records are. I'll still remember how it sounds and I'll still like the sound of that music. So that's where it becomes conflicting for some people because it's like, okay, I'm enjoying myself and consuming this art, but should I be? Morally is a question you have to ask yourself. I think it's very personal and I think that it's none of my business whether that's too much for someone, whether his history and his story. I I just, I really don't have an opinion as to whether or not there's fault within these artists for participating in this tour. But that's just me. You know, it's certain things I wouldn't do that I'm sure people, you know. (laughs) Right. I don't know. Yeah, no, you know what? I completely agree. Like, there are tons of things I can think of that I would just never do. Right. And it's just because, like, there are just certain things I just would never do for me. And... I don't think money could affect that as much as like approval somewhere might affect that. And I just can't do certain things. But uh, I do have to struggle when I think about the artist specifically because, I don't know, I do feel like people know. Like, I hate to be really bland, but like when some shit is going down, everybody knows that some shit is going down. So like for these artists, they know that like there was a sex tape and that there was a marriage. Like there are things that they know. But then it's almost like you have to look at, I guess, an artist as a person and like really try to get to that point and see what the core is there. And sadly, sadly enough, people aren't interested enough to do that. And we really don't have to, you know, not to be shady. But when you really think about artists as people, everyone has like that dream and like how much are they willing to sell to get that dream? So if it's like my heart has been calling for me to sing on stages like all this time and finally I get the opportunity, but this shit is behind some nigga that's been doing some fucked up shit. Like, you know, what's the, like, what is the, how much is too much to like give of yourself to really let that happen? Like not to say, are these people losing sleep at night or are these people like reasoning with themselves in some odd way? Because I always look back at the Chrisette Michelle thing. Mm -hmm. Since we talking about Donald Bump out here, like, how she did that whole song and dance about her being there to could open doors and all this. <laughs> Have you seen Chris, Chris and Michelle holding a door open for you? <laughs> right. Like, what door has she opened since that whole thing? And it's like, what did you do? Like, you really just took a check 
you didn't do anything. You didn't capitalize off your platform. The whole thing that she said her album was about or whatever, I never even got the story behind that. So through all this song and dance, it was great press, I guess, for her album and project. And she didn't even spin that off right. So it's like, what did you really sell or give away of yourself to now just be looking stupid with somebody we don't associate for great reason? So I think as people, like sometimes we lose sight of the bigger picture. So when we're selling ourselves, like we might not see where we fall or where that fall that place might fall in the world. Like, cause sometimes we're just thinking like, this is our movie and selfishly and how things that we do can affect other people in little ways and big ways. Like just even buying the ticket to go to the damn show and sing Fiesta Fiesta all goddamn night. It's like, you're still supporting someone that now has all this wealth and yeah, can lock up all these people. Mm-hmm. So allegedly. Right. <laughs> Go ahead. No, go ahead, friend. No, no, go ahead. I just, for me, it was very easy to deem Chrisette Michelle's choice to participate in the inauguration festivities as wrong. Right. It was very easy for me. um, Because it was just such a definitive action. And I think that for me, the difference, right, the reason I'm having difficulty really just saying, okay, these artists are wrong, is because I'm trying to look at things from their side, right? Number one, they're R&B artists. So they have a, a certain respect for the music, as an art form that I can't, I don't even think I would be able to fathom. Mm-hmm. And I know that they may see it through that lens. Another thing, they're providing a service to their fans. The people that bought the concert tickets for them bought the ticket to come see them. And I think that they kind of feel like they would be doing their fans a disservice if they don't perform to see them. And maybe they feel like, it, it, from some perspective, the fans that purchase tickets to see them are not purchasing tickets to support R. Kelly and but his. But then, I know, I, but then it's fucked to... up because it's like that's where the like the problem comes in because it's like you know as an artist why did you associate yourself with R. Kelly because now your fan is supporting R. Kelly in order to support you and you attach to that shit and it's like and I hate to say I hate to even be talking about these young women like this and in this space but June's Diary is fucked up that they were have been associated <clears throat> with this man and like my first thoughts going into this was they have a young audience like. So the fact that they like June's Diary, who I so want to support and I so want to see win, they have been attached to R. Kelly, who is here we go with another fucking scandal of some shit. And it wasn't simply scandal back then because there was video evidence, like there's court documents. Like, P. And I think it's hard because we like them. Uh, mm. I mean, okay, feel how you feel about June's Diary, but I know you guys are huge fans of Monica mm-hmm. and Latoya Lucky, and you have an emotional thread with these artists, especially Monica. I grew up with watching her. <laughs> I remember her with her video sitting on the curb. You know, the, it's just one of these days, one of those days. So I like, I understand that there's a thread where we like, we know she's like an awesome mom, an awesome woman, and you just don't want to think poorly of her, but. In my opinion, it's no different than the Chrisette situation. Right. You know what I mean? And right. They're supporting people that have not contributed positively. Separate the music. Yes, musical genius. Can't take that away from him. But what is it to be a musical genius if women have been hurt behind Mm. that genius Mm -hmm. and had to be, you know, sacrificed because no one wants to listen, no one wants to look into it because he's a musical genius? You know, it's like... I can't support it. And I think it's rough because I do love these artists. I understand in the R&B game, there aren't very many R&B artists that are stadium status. So for these women to be able to tour 
the world in front of stadiums, I get that that's hard to not do, especially because they have kids and families to think of and consider, you know, in their own careers. These, this is their dream. They're trying to get out there. But that's why my question is, what is your price? Everyone has one, you know, and you mentioned Asante to me to earlier that that 2 chains was like, I don't even care how much they're trying to pay me for to do the Trump right. inauguration. I'm not even looking because I'm not interested. It didn't matter. He, he didn't him. even. He did exactly what Dustin did. Right. Like, he didn't, didn't even, even know matter. the price. He didn't even want to know. He's like, you don't even have to tell me how much it costs. A late and that's the difference. <laughs> and this isn't a judgment call, obviously, on Chrisette's values or Two Chains' values. But I'm just curious what makes it so black and white for certain people. And what makes it so muddy for others where there's like, ah, you know, I don't know. I still have to kind of do this thing. So I feel bad for them. And you know what? It's so interesting because something similar happened to me where I had a recording artist who's well-known and huge, like huge, huge, could have changed my life huge. And he um, wanted me to be the lead in a music video. <laughs> Mind you, this would have been Life altering. Oh exactly. We could have been on. We might not. We would have been but different kind of friends. He, I, I knew very quickly that I was being used because he had said some really inflammatory comments about black women before. He never had black girls in his videos, never. Um, and suddenly to clean up, you know, he had to go on like an apology tour the way Katy Perry's doing now. And part of the apology tour was this new video where suddenly they were like, oh, we need a black lead. I could have done it and been, you know, everybody would be like, oh, shit, friend. Like, how'd you get that? Da, da, da. But I didn't do it. And I turned it down. And I cried. I cried because I was really broke. <laughs> this is like early YouTube days where I didn't have money. I was struggling. It broke my heart because I was so stuck on my mission statement and sticking to my integrity. But there was that point where I was starting to feel like, is it worth it if I'm like righteous and poor, <laughs> righteous mm. and broke, righteous and not progressing? And it started kind of fucking with my head because I saw a lot of my peers who were like, fuck it, this is money, you know, taking opportunity after opportunity, and they were out of here. And my numbers were kind of the same, still broke, no financial stability, not very much growth. Here comes this opportunity for my life to change, change my mom's life, everyone around me, and I had to turn it down. Because my heart, I was like, I know he's using me. He doesn't think I'm awesome. He just knows that I'm a safe card for him to get out of this mess that he created for himself with black with his black with the black community. You know what I mean? So that wasn't easy. It's was a lot of money, a lot of exposure, but I knew that in my heart like I can't attach myself to energy that just isn't good. And that is my that's sort of the the line that I draw in the sand where it's like I view everything in terms of energy. Like, money is one thing, but energy to me is bigger. Haas always says energy is the new currency, mm. where it might be a big lick right now, but what are the long-term repercussions of you attaching yourself to this energy? That's how I look at everything, and it's, that makes it very clear for me. <laughs> I always say desperate attaching yourself to desperate projects brings desperate money. 
And that shit sticks with you. Trust me. And look now, I'm not saying that I'm Beyonce, <laughs> but every decision I've made, as hard as it's been, I've had to turn down massive opportunities. I'm talking about soda companies, people knowing that my cosign in the wellness industry would help them. And I've had to say no because I won't bring that energy to my community. I have a very specific mission statement on why I do this, and it's not for attention. And it's not for fame. It's not for money. Does that mean I don't want money? No. Of course I want money. You gotta live. <laughs> I want to live well. I want to thrive. I want to live... Uh, I'm a tourist. We love beautiful homes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a big part of my personality. Y'all see my plants, my art. I'm not one of those humble servants for God. Like, I'm a lavish, indulgent servant for God. Hello. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. And so I'm not coming from that angle of, like, you don't need money. No, money's great. I'm happy, you know, to be able to take care of myself. But I want to be able to sleep at night knowing that every project I've attached to myself is not negatively contributing to my community. And if you can make money and do that, listen— keys i agree i um and that was hard it's though. very easy for me to make decisions for myself what i'm having trouble doing is casting judgment on these people who there's just too many variables for me to say you wrong right because for me i'm right. sorry to interrupt but i also start to think about like the industry execs and management and like who venues like all these people that could easily be like, we're not taking R. Kelly money. He's fucked with children. Like, but everybody's just like, I mean, he's R&B. We have to, you know, we got to respect. Like, how come there hasn't just been like anybody down the line? Like, are we, like, that's why I start to feel like, am I missing something here? Like, why in the world are we able to get away with this shit? Like, how in the world can Donald Trump become the fucking president? Like, how can R. Kelly get away with, like, I hate to say Put just this shit, but... Continue. I'm sorry. No, I, I just, I don't know. I just feel like, I think that these artists could possibly be thinking that this is more about their fans, maybe, than it is about them taking a stand, I guess. Right. And maybe people feel like, you know, every opportunity is not the opportunity to take a stand. Maybe people feel like they can make a difference or make an impact in other ways. You know, I don't know. I don't know because I know that these are level-headed women who I feel like have made decisions um, otherwise that have been a little bit more forthright. And so I'm not sure why this was okay for them, but I also don't know if it's okay to me, for me, to say it's not okay for them to perform on this tour. That's what I think I'm having trouble deciding. Right. So it's hard for well, me to... Well, because it's really none of our business. Yeah, right. and I, that's what... That's what that, <laughs> I think that's the, the wall day, I'm hitting. we can't count anybody's money or motives. It's Maybe really that's why I feel like it, I, I'm conflicted about yeah, saying, Yeah, of course. You know, I don't know. Yeah, that's the reality of yeah. it. I just think um, it's an important conversation to have because I think one thing I hate mm -hmm. is that and this is me speaking from my personal experience as I've been growing as a as a company and as a woman in the industry. People will hold money over your head, like really big checks to get you to do shit that they know isn't right. Mm -hmm. Because they can, you know, because they need your cosign in a lot of ways. Like he needs those women on the tour. 
they he needs them as much as they need him. Right. You know, it's a it's a mutual siphoning of energy right. to maybe make him look wholesome or give to, him a certain yeah, look because right. then it the same way that we're like oh but we don't know why that you know it makes you kind of question like well we don't know because why else would they do it and so it, it starts muddying how you feel about him and i think that's a very smart marketing move you know in his uh in his corner so everything is strategic and calculated. Always done that. Do you remember when? And everybody says this joke all the time about how, like, when the shit was going down, they put out like "Step in the Name of Love," and everybody was everything yeah. was okay for a while again. Everything is calculated. You have kindergartners around the world singing uh, "I Believe I Can Fly," I wish, I wish, <laughs> and I wish, and you know what I mean. So I get what you're feeling because at the end of the day, it isn't our business right. at all. But I just feel. For me, it's important to speak about the pressures because I know that it is a pressure. It's a financial pressure. These are black women who have been fighting for their positioning in the industry. We already know that in this industry, there can only be room for one or two top dogs and then everyone else just gets compared. We talk, we laugh when we talk about Tanache and stuff, but... Um, it is a hard game if you're not Beyonce or Rihanna. It's mm-hmm. just the reality of it, it because they rather pit us against each other on who's the best or who's most beautiful as opposed to just making room for everyone's different artistic styles. There's a room for a SZA and a room for Erica Badu and a room for Rihanna, you know? That's just not how it goes, especially with black girls. Even though with white artists, it's not like that. You could have every genre. And, yeah. Beans and Michelle Branches and Taylor and Mandy Swift Morris and they and there's Simpsons. room for all of their genres and all of their acts. But with us, it's only one or two slots. So I get that that sucks because that is part of the pressure of especially June's diary being like, when the fuck else am I gonna be in a stadium status? In That's front of just all a these bad people? idea. Flat the fuck out, period, point blank. I don't know who in the hell thought that it was a good idea to suggest that literally these teenage girls, because aren't those girls like 18, 19? Yeah, they're young. Yeah, like 18. Who, like why? I, I just, I've never in my life seen something more stupid. Literally ridiculous. That was a bad idea all the way around. It just never should have happened. But maybe it, it was for the look. Like, you know, if you put Latoya Luckett and Monica, who grown women, but then you do a little bit of a younger audience too, and... First of all, in. like Latoya Luckett, let's break this down, right? Latoya Luckett and Monica and R. Kelly, it makes sense. Take take all the personal life shit out. Just looking at what type of artists they are, it makes sense for them to tour together. Right. June's Diary is far too young. They don't even have original music. No one that is going to that concert is going to see them and say, you know what, I'm buying something they make or whatever. It's not smart. It just doesn't even make sense. So beyond that, like, though the other ladies, I just feel like, I don't know, it just doesn't make sense to me. June's Diary Actually, has no business there. I understand it from a business standpoint. Because everybody, Diary. everyone, regardless of your age group, wants the young kids right. to keep your legacy rolling. That's every every right. artist's mm-hmm. goal. So the younger you can get people up in there, because the older people, people our age, we already know we love them. Mm-hmm. 
But when you bring June's Diaries fan base, these mm-hmm. are new kids that stream and they're the ones that buy merch and, you know, go all out. And even as they get older, they're the new producers and they'll be sampling that old stuff. Like they'll look at R. Kelly as So a I get it from a business that. standpoint. You How want the younger for ones. R. Kelly, right? For everyone for involved, just the vision of having the different age groups together from R. Kelly down to June's Diary. Okay. It shouldn't be a thing. It really shouldn't. I just don't see how June's Diary can like, I don't know. Well, they R and B. It's just R and B, and however, <laughs> we don't know what the hell they are. And and even that that covers project that they did was all like, uh, and it was not. I mean, their singing was great, but the concept it was male edition. Like they were doing male. Uh, boy bands and it was like and it was throwback songs from our generation so I get it but we're getting outside of the point right 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 right. (laughs) the point of the conversation is to ask do you have a price is there a price and be honest is there a price that could muddy your values no like let's say and just using Trump because obviously we wouldn't be on an R. Kelly tour. <laughs> but if Trump were to say, I'd love to have the friend zone come to the White House, you know, because he knows that there's a certain market that he's not reaching that we reach, you know, to just kind of be, maybe do a live show. <laughs> okay, White. so what if... What's the price that would make you be like, oh, shit, y'all, we kind of, like, I don't know now. Okay, so what if it's one of those situations, I'll I'll do you one better, right? Because sometimes, like, I really be trying to think, like, why did these people take this? So maybe they painted it real nice. Like, Trump comes along and he's like, I think what the friend zone is doing is really important and I want to put money into black this and black that. Of course. Like, he makes this... There's always a seduction. Right. Um, And all you got to do is say yes. Flowetry. Like, it... like. I'll give you whatever you want, however money, however many cities you're going to do. Just give back to the people. Like, if he tries to say that, and it's Trump, like someone that has a track record of not doing no shit like that. That you clearly have witnessed. It's not even about no. think pieces or alleged this, alleged that. Like, we See, know who he is clear as that. When we first started this conversation, I want to be, I was ready to be, like, open and honest and be like, yeah, I probably do have a price, but I can't think of one situation that I, I could be in to where I can just be like, and maybe I've probably already been in one because I, I think about how I like problematic people sometimes. Like, the whole shit after Chris Brown, like, you know, People still bring that up, and they're like, "Oh, well, you should give them." There's still like that push and pull there, and it's just real black and white for a lot of other people. But uh, I just really, I can't think of a situation where I can be like, you know what? Yeah, I'm actually going ahead and do this shit. I don't care how it's gonna make me look. I don't care if it fucks up my my contribution in the world and what that looks like to me. Like, I mean, because that's what I think about when I think about people being in some of these situations. Like, but what if Trump? I don't think said, they see it that way when they're in. What if it. Trump said, "I will give you." $1.2 million to come to the White House for all of 30 minutes. That's it. No. And the only way I would do it is if they already cut the check. And the only way I would do that is if I was my plan was to go on the stage and just throw the whole thing anyway. Like, get on the stage and start playing um, YG, fuck Donald <laughs> Trump or something. Like, that's the only way you would get me in there. There's no way that I would make a sound decision to be attached to anything related to Donald Trump and his political shit. Now, that's my thing, right? And for me, it's so important to me to be pro-black and to highlight the thing. Black people have just 
we all know the history with black people in America. And as a black person, I feel like I have a responsibility. That's my personal shit. That's how I feel. And it's that important to me. Maybe for other people, you know, R. Kelly's um, crimes that he has committed against humanity and the law. Maybe that is something that people cannot see past. Maybe for other people, listen, that was an incident that happened a long time ago. And yes, there's these rumors and stories and allegations, but I ain't got nothing to do with that. And he ain't doing that shit in front of me, so whatever. Maybe it's that simple for some people. Mm. I don't know. But I just know that there are things that exist in my world that are firm, hard nose for me, and it's making it hard for me to judge other people when it comes to things that I feel are a personal choice. Donald Trump is targeting groups of people across the board. It's not um, specific to any individual. He is literally being hateful to, it's a blanket of hate. You know what I'm saying? Make so America like, great again. I mean, it's literally like in your face, undeniably, you know, it's nothing to opine on for me. This is something that's a little bit more personal, and I'm just, I don't want to get into the murky waters of judgment, so I'm trying not to. You don't want to get murky. You understand what I'm saying? I do, but I guess my question to you is, what's the difference, though, between Trump and R. Kelly? The difference for me, and this is just for me, Yeah, is that, again, what R. Kelly has done is something that has been a horrific and unspeakably um, heinous act to an individual into allegedly multiple individuals. And at this point, he's doing things that are up for interpretation. If if these, if nobody's being held against, if these girls are being held against their will, that's a totally different conversation. As far as what we know and what they're saying, they're not. And so if that's what's going on and people are consenting to that, cool. But I don't believe that. I don't believe that these girls are consenting to that. I totally believe that he is running a damn a camp of hell and that uh, these women are being what whatever saying. the yeah. fuck it is. I think these women are being held against their will. And I wonder why nobody is talking to Andrea Kelly because that's who I think knows where all the bodies are buried. And I don't think she would mind telling it. It's been a lot that's happened. Um, and I just feel like Andrea Kelly is someone who would advocate to help these girls if she knew that she could. And I just would be interested to hear what she had to say. But for me, the reason is, is it different for me? I don't know. I just have definitive opinions about the things that Donald Trump has done. The R. Kelly shit has not been something that I have had to confront, I guess, and make a personal choice on whether or not I'm going to support whatever. I listen to music on Tidal. It don't count to the sales and spins, no way. So, <laughs> I mean, even if I did listen to some of his old shit, it would just be like, damn, you know, is this cool? But how far do you go with that? You know what I'm saying? R. Kelly is signed to a record label, I think. Is he? Is he not? So know. do we support the label's other artists if they pay him too? Do we go to concerts at venues that have supported him? Do we support, if Live Nation is sponsoring the tour, do we stop going to Live Nation concerts? It's like, how far do you go? Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. And so I can only speak on things that I know and I'm aware about and that mean that to me. And I'm just having a hard time judging other people right. that yeah, do it. I totally get it. So I, I, I don't know if that even answers why it's different. I don't even know that it is different for me, to be quite honest. But something feels different to you about it's it. Just, it's just easier for me to see, even though the two things, and I'm not by any means comparing these two things because they're totally different. Mm -hmm. But... And maybe that's why I can't compare. I can't even answer that because I don't know if it is different because they are so different for me. So I don't know. 
But I tell you this, my heart goes out to everybody who's been affected by anything that R. Kelly has done. I really hope that he is brought to justice for things that he has done that he needs to be brought to justice for. And that's because right is right and wrong is wrong in my book. So mm. I'm not saying they're right for going on the tour, but I'm also not saying they're wrong. But I would definitely say they were wrong for performing at the White House. That's my truth. <laughs> and that's understandable. I think even dialing back to when I was saying, like, at what point do you blame June's diary? Or do you say, well, how come nobody in management was like, why they got to be with R. Kelly? Or do you say, like, that was just the venue, how come, like, how come we booked R. Kelly this child molester or something like that? But I think everybody's uh, moral code is rooted in or based on different things and how they're brought up, which, you know, obviously... But for when I'm looking at both of these situations, all I can think about is money. And I think about, like, you know, 1.2 mil, 30 minutes. Like, for me, the reason I'm going to say no is simply because I think, well, you know, this, yeah, I have $1.2 million, but I have $1.2 million Trump dollars. Like, these aren't, Mm-mm. like, even, like, I can't spend this anywhere because it's not good money. Like, I don't, I didn't get it from a good person to me. And I think, I don't think a lot of people look at, things like that when they're thinking about the root of where their money's coming from or how it trickles down because they might be thinking about how they get how they'll give back when they get the money or whatever but I even think to myself like even spending that money is like just reinforcing and reinstating because you still have this name (laughs) this name that did some shit like that's fucked up some people's lives you know maybe on a small scale maybe on a big scale maybe just allegedly maybe not even at all we fucking it up like because at the end of the day, it really is none of our business. And, and let me I be clear. I'm sorry. I did no, not mean ahead. to cut you off. But just to be clear, because I'm thinking, mm-hmm. ever since you asked me why it's different, I'm like, damn. Because well, it really is like a murky, different. muddy water. Like, you just kind of got to, like... I think that there are more contributing factors involved in the decision for these artists to participate in a tour with R. Kelly than there are in a decision for Chrisette Michelle to perform at the White House. And I think that's the, what the difference is for me. I think that it's more than a moral issue. I think that the morality component is an issue, but I don't think it's the issue that will sway their decision, yes or no. I think there's more factors involved, whereas a decision to perform at the White House for Donald Trump is a clear-cut you know, um, act of endorsement act of support you're not even going there none of your fans are going to be there so it's not anything to support you as an artist or to help you grow it's literally only to support his agenda and his initiatives and politics are completely different from entertainment in the reason that the the guests or the audience are even in attendance and i think that people go to a concert to be entertained and and to enjoy the the art or the act that's going on, but in a political um, environment, people are there making you know declarations of support of principles, of ideas, of acts, things like that. And I think that's what the difference is for me. People are not going to the R. Kelly concert because they support him in his acts of being abusive to underage girls. Well, but I think it's enabling, though, because you're letting him know that we still want to put money in your pocket and allow you to tour and have these homes and feel that what you're doing isn't wrong because we support your brand. I agree that that is definitely a way of looking at it, Mm -hmm. but I don't believe that the people that buy tickets to go see him perform are thinking that. I think that they like his music and they're going to see him perform. Whereas 
Because remember, we're talking about the why it's different for me. But you think the intention with Chrisette was a little more specific? I, it's it's absolutely more. The people are there because they support all of the bad things about him. The people at the concert are there to listen to the music. They're not going to listen to him talk about why it's okay to date underage girls. And I think that's the difference for most people, why they're able to say, I will perform on this tour. I will do that because it's not an environment to support that. I I agree with you. And I do understand how it enables him. Like, I completely agree. Yeah, I mean, this I is just why I think... think that's the difference for me. That's the, that's the answer to your question. Even him calling himself the Pied Piper. Like, this the just all seems someone who lured children from the town with his music. Hello. <laughs> like, I mean, can he put it in our face any clearer? But... I agree with you about it. It's not a judgment call because at the end of the day, we I ain't got shouldn't be call. counting anyone's money because people look, have to do what they got to do. But that's why I was trying to kind of veer the conversation in a different direction where it was more so us asking ourselves if we right, have a price. Right. Because it's not so much about us counting anyone's pockets, but just kind of using their story of what's happening with them and what could be happening, the different pressures and executive pressures, because they also have labels, they have album deals that they have, you know? So it's a lot of people involved. So that's why instead of judging them, I'd rather us use use it as a template for us to deconstruct our prices and our moral values and whether we get blurry at some point. Because with my peers in the industry that I'm in, I've seen the blurriness where shit gets a little crazy. And I just always wonder, what is it that makes certain people so clear-cut and what makes other people not? Prime example, right? Like, I, and this is making so much sense to me now. Like, I would have no problem doing um, work for, like, a liquor company, mm-hmm. right? I would totally work with the liquor brand. But I also understand alcoholism. I have relatives that were alcoholics. So I get the impact of the disease. Is it a moral conflict for me, you know what I mean, to work to work with a liquor company knowing that and knowing the negative effects that alcohol can and does have on lots of people? Of course. But is that immoral if I decide to work with them being aware of those things? You get what I'm saying? It's just like a personal... It's just a personal choice and it ultimately boils down to the importance of issues to the parties involved. That's really what it boils down to, to me. Like, Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's just... the energy that you are comfortable attaching yourself with and what that means. And to be honest, there are people who, when it comes to business or even just their life in general, they're just thinking of themselves. You know, and that that's not even a judgment call. That's just like, listen, I'm trying to reach this goal right. financially. This is my dream. And, and this is my dream. This is it. They're not out here for the greater good. They're not out here thinking of, hmm, how will this affect others? Like I said, I'm not saying that as a judgment call. You just have to be clear, I think, on who you are. Are you trying to get to, you know, point B? Or are you trying to affect people as you get to point B? I think those are two very distinct roads of business. And once you see that i think it makes it easier to decide yes i'm going to take that liquor check because it's a check (laughs) and it's an endorsement and you know who cares if a bunch of people start drinking it um 
Because, I mean, how much have, how much money had, do you think we got? The so good, so good, <laughs> just because right. we were joking about it. Right. But we made it a melody and a Fine, funny joke, so now when people see it, it's like a, oh, shit, I wonder if it tastes good. I mean, we could have inadvertently contributed to that, too. You know right. what I mean? So, I don't know. I just think far removed from us judging anybody because I didn't really want to make it about them as much as I wanted to make it a conversation about people. You know... What makes you tick? What the process look yeah, like? Yeah, like, do you have a price? Because, see, as you asked that, I like mm-hmm. I just started asking myself 10 million questions because I want to be... I, I just feel like I am raggedy enough to be like, yes, I have a price. But then as I started asking That's myself, raggedy, I would be like... honest. But then I'm like, do I really have a price? Because there are just things where I'm thinking, I'm just like, no, no, no. Like on a regular <laughs> basis. So if it was something like, all right, but well, I'm going to give you X amount of dollars. Like, no. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, and, yeah. But I think that. And it's that, not easy. But Fran, I must say, sometimes when we have topics, you know, shit starts to go left. So I don't want nobody offering me any murky, muddy, you know, deals come to come. <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> no, I don't even want to know what you thought. Say it. What what was nothing, it? I promise you, nothing. <laughs> but I know how I could have felt in there, but, <laughs> but I wasn't going there, but I'm there now. But I just it's just personal. It varies from person to person. That's the bottom That's line. It. Yes. it just varies from person to person. And also you being comfortable understanding that it varies from yeah. person to person. You know, you don't have to be out here saving the world. You could out be out here very well saving yourself, and that's just what it is. But I think it's just important to make those clear cut you know, lines in your career that it just makes it easier. For me, I've decided, like, like I said, energy is important to me. And I need to know that everything I stand behind is helping. But that's just me. I'm someone who my mission is helping. That's not everybody's mission. Right. So that's, and that's totally okay. But Some of us just got to make it. some Some of us just trying to make it out here. So... Something to think about if you're listening. I would love for you guys to leave us comments, especially if you're on SoundCloud, because that's our favorite uh, platform to read your comments and engage, right? And, of course, on Twitter, because I know everybody's not on SoundCloud. But also, remember, the hashtag is TheFriendZone on Twitter. Um, Let us know. Do you have a price? Be honest. What is your price? Does, does shit get a little muddy when somebody start throwing millions? Could you imagine turning down millions of dollars? Like, that's not easy. That's not easy. So, no judgment. If anything, it's a point of reflection. Right, because you can look back and say, I'm such a bad bitch. I ain't even need that million dollars, you know? Because <laughs> sometimes it's like more money, more problems. You get that million dollars and you got to pay them tax Listen, liens. Listen, you don't know how many checks I've cried uh, about. Like, I'm talking about Mariah Carey wall slide because I was like, I cannot believe you can't I'm bring yourself to do it with I cannot fucking believe that I'm me. Like, you sitting there saying no as your hand is still reaching for a pen. You're like, no, I'm good. I'm not doing no. <laughs> Like Yeah, I remember very specifically when I turned down the music video, it was like a, a really cold, such a Lifetime movie scene, really cold winter <laughs> night, like the kind where your toes hurt. And I'm walking to the train and I was just like crying because I was like, how fucked up is this? Like that one check and exposure could, I, I wouldn't even Sick. be walking in, in 
negative nine degree weather to to Harlem, like I just wouldn't have been happening. I would be in a J Lo fern. You know, I was like, who am I to turn this down? See, look what you've been able to do though. Like, look at the work. Once you declared that that's what your mission was, I declared it, committed to that declaration. Look at the work that you've been able to do and get accomplished. And that's a perfect word. You have to declare what your mission statement is so that the universe can shift accordingly to bring you what it needs to bring you. You literally are letting out a frequency saying, hey, universe, this is who I am. This is what I want. And it's no judgment. The universe isn't sitting there like, girl, that's really? (laughs) It's just like, is this what you. you want? Thank you for letting us know. And then you get more of it. That simple. So something to think about. Death hell of a thought. <laughs> I think it's actually really important to think about, especially as those of you listening navigate your journey, your careers, your relationship. Like Now you're going to bring up that whole conversation about should I go to Chick-fil-A and get my Chick-fil-A sandwich or not? Oh, with everything coming about. Even that. I've seen people be like, fuck that, because Chick-fil-A is good. (laughs) Which it is, but I just feel like if I can't eat at Chipotle, why in the hell I'm going to go to Chick-fil-A's evil ass? They ain't even open on Sunday, and that's the day when you need that kind of shitty food to soak up all the liquor you was drinking. The day they should be open, they not, and worried about who somebody doing it to. It's gourmet chicken. Okay. But yeah, I'm actually glad you brought that up because it's like <laughs> when they were saying homophobic statements, does oh, that yeah. make mm-hmm. you not want to get the sandwich? Yes. Like, <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Look, it made me want to go For vote. some people, they were like, I don't give a fuck. And then, you know, some people will like support something thinking that they hurt them. Be like, I was going to go buy 10 sandwiches in Vogue while I was in there. It's like, but you still bought the 10 sandwiches. <laughs> like Chick-fil-A didn't say, take your gay money out of here. They said, well, thanks. And they are trained to just customer service the hell out of you, your money. There's too many bad people in the world. It's so stressful about trying to do the right thing. And it's not easy. No. I mean, no one is going to be perfect. There's, I mean, listen, we're sitting here with iPhones in our hands. Okay. <laughs> Ain't no telling what they hateful asses was talking about when they designed this You don't know the phone. person who made this, what their day was like, what the mm-hmm. conditions of the fact. We don't know. We don't. And, you know, so all of us would be hypocrites to make judgment calls all day. All <laughs> like, day. Look, sometimes. I told y'all the day a girl was like, I don't know how you support Amazon. She left the comment. Because uh, I had posted something about where to buy something I had mentioned. And then I was like, people were like, well, where can I get it? And my reflex is to always say Amazon. Because it's easy uh-huh. to say Amazon. Everyone uses Amazon. The girl was like, I hate that you support Amazon. And then Damn, she, like, like posts a link to, like, something dealing with how they treat uh, their workers and employees. And I wrote back to her. And I was like, what phone are you using to leave this comment? She didn't say <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm curious if you want to go toe-to-toe about who we're supporting. And she's absolutely right. But don't hit me from an iPhone saying that, girl. Like, I'm trying my best. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm trying my best. Worry sometimes, about yourself. Sometimes I be looking at my damn iPhone and I be thinking about the uh, the net, like the suicide yes, the net. the yellow stuff, net. Like, Listen, oh it's hard. And that's why this is never a judgment call. This is just a point of reflection. Today's episode of The Friend Zone is brought to you by HBO's Insecure. Creator and star Issa Rae is back with a brand new season of her deeply relatable series about friends, love, and L.A. Insecure on HBO. Set in Inglewood, season two of Insecure finds Issa dealing with the repercussions of her infidelity and the fallout of her breakup with long-term boyfriend Lawrence. Lawrence Hive. This... (laughs) Despite her attempts to embrace her newfound singledom, 
where she starts dating Dustin in the episode. <laughs> and maintain a positive facade, Issa secretly hopes she'll be able to win him back. Meanwhile, Lawrence is slowly getting back on his feet with the back shot heard around the world. And while still conflicted about his feelings for Issa, <laughs> begins to move forward without her. Oh, I felt that in my heart. Long time. <laughs> and Issa's best friend, Molly, faces her own set of uncharted waters as she reshifts to focus on herself, put men on the back burner, and seek help from a therapist. Not to mention, life at work gets messy for Molly when she's faced with wage inequality at the boys' club that is her law firm. Mm. This summer, Insecure isn't holding back, y'all, and life is hella out there. Watch the premiere of Insecure Season 2. To July 23rd at 10.30 p.m. on HBO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, uh, let's move on to this week's... <laughs> Dustin said he we is not it. in his set. Let's move on to this week's wellness segment. Well, well, now well, well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he felt that Go one. ahead, friend. So, okay, so... When we talk about wellness, we tend to only think about, like, the products we're using, how we're eating, journaling, um, very personal things based on our specific lifestyles, right? But one aspect of wellness that is important is also how you treat people around you, whether you're supporting your friends, supporting creatives, and paying it forward, you know, and how you contribute to to your ecosystem, which I've mentioned before. I view life in terms of an ecosystem. What do I have that you need? What do you have that I need? And how can we help each other get where we're trying to get? I'm a huge fan mm. of creating ecosystems within my network of support, finances, creativity, however we can push each other to get where we're trying to go because as we've seen with our government and just the way the world is structured it's not necessarily structured in a way that uh, is to our advantage we all kind of know that so we have to create these systems ourselves so when I was in Jamaica um, I had my wellness retreat in Kingston but there were a lot of people that weren't able to get tickets because as everyone knows the tickets sold out relatively quickly so I had a free meet and greet the night before for people who couldn't get into the retreat the next day. And it was awesome. Um, a lot of amazing people came. And while I was there, there was uh, this girl named Teeks who was super shy. <laughs> I mean, like, the kind of shy that is straight out of, like, a, a, a novel. Like, she could barely Aww. look me in the face. <laughs> she was, like, she freaked out when I came up to her. I love people that are shy. There's a part of me that, like, is bothering them. <laughs> I kept, like, I was like, are you okay? Not bothering in, like, an inappropriate way. Right, I don't want right, people right, to attack right. me. Like, she has her agency. Oh, you go. <laughs> yeah, like, not that kind of bothering, but just making her feel nurtured and comfortable so she can come out of her shell. So, long story short, she ends up kind of opening up, and her friends tell me that she has a web series. And I was like, what? Like, she's so shy. I'm like, really? Like, that's so cool. Why didn't you tell me about it? She's just freaking out. Like, why the fuck would y'all tell her this? You know what I mean? And her friends are like, listen, she is sick. She's so talented. She writes. She directs. She uh, films. Like, all these different things. They're, like, totally blowing her up, telling me how amazingly talented she is. And she's freaking out, you know? Like, oh, my God. So a couple weeks passed. 
her friend, one of her friends hits me and sends me the link to the show. And I sit and watch it. It's about four episodes. And you guys, it is so good. Yeah. Like, I'm talking about so good. How long are each episode? Not long, like seven, ten minutes. You guys oh, have to so watch not it. Long so right, right. So this is just, you know, the first season. It's only yeah, four or five episodes. And so I sent it to Maya, Shameless Maya, because Maya is really like the technical person in my life. Like she's very she's very attuned when it comes to like audio and visual and and tech the tech side of creativity so i was like what do you think of this project and she was like dude this is really well done and to think that this young girl did it uh, apparently she filmed all the episodes in just a matter of two days oh dope yeah and the show is called losing patience the the actress in it is named renee patience and it's Losing Patience is a comedic web series set in Kingston, Jamaica that follows the various adulting misadventures of its beleaguered protagonist, Renee Patience. And you guys, it <laughs> is so fucking funny. I love the Jamaican accent. <laughs> so to sit and watch a, a show that kind of felt like the web series and shows that we watch here in the States, but to see it from the perspective of a young Jamaican woman... <laughs> The things that she's going through that, like, are similar to the things that we're going through here, but also the things that we would never experience because it's just not our culture. You right. know, it's a cool balance of, like, ooh, I relate, and oh, shit, I can't believe that that's what you're going through as you're <laughs> adulting. You know what I mean? So I loved it. The fact that Teeks is so shy and created this is mind-blowing to me. Like, I'm like, thank God that her friends are so loud <laughs> that they... <laughs> Spoke on behalf of her, because imagine if she wouldn't have told me this. You know what I mean? Like Never would have got it. I would have been so sad to miss out I on her talent. I want to watch so bad. I know. How do I? It's losing patience. and who, So it's on Vimeo. And you guys know I'm going to give you the... Yeah, and I love that she put it on Vimeo, because that just shows that she is really interested in the quality. Because if anyone watches Vimeo, they know that that's like yep. quality work. Yep. Okay. You know, YouTube, I love YouTube, but they kind of take away from the quality because, uh, you know, the videos, they mm -hmm. can do but so much on YouTube. But Vimeo, it maintains the original quality. So I think you guys should totally support her. So the link is vimeo.com forward slash LP web series. Mm. And you guys, it is so funny. Her and her friend, their interactions, her interactions with her boss. I mean, it is so relatable. And I think what is so spectacular about this is the fact that Teeks is shy as hell and had this gold mine <laughs> inside of her. Because I can only imagine if we begin to circulate this series, and of course, y'all know who I sent it to, hint, hint, Ooh. the web series Queen Herself, but I want to put it out there. I sent it to everyone that I could possibly think of. I'm hoping that those of you listening will please click, watch, comment, share, send it because it's good. It's good stuff. And I want her to see that. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I guess being shy is just a personality thing. It's not. I don't know that we can like take her out of that but I want her to understand how loved she is and her work and the fact that like girl you can be shy and everything but we need your work you know what I mean I hope that this makes her continue to create 
You guys, it is so good. Everyone I've sent it to has been like, yo, this shit is hilarious. I can't wait to watch. And the fact that she did it herself. Like, are you kidding? And so I am... Oh, look, this is how shy she is. You see in the picture with me. (laughs) She's so... Oh, my goodness. Yes, yes, yes. She's so sweet. I'm showing them a picture. She looks so shy. This is going to be good. I'm excited. So please, you guys, support uh, Losing Patience. Teeks, you are so talented. If you guys want to follow their Twitter, it's at LP Web Series. And like I said, the Vimeo, please watch it, share it, Teeks. I hope this blows up. And the whole point, obviously because she's amazing, but I just wanted to remind you guys, her friends are really the point of my wellness segment. And it's the fact that they knew that her personal weakness was that she's not someone that's going to promote herself. So they took it upon themselves to say, okay, you go ahead and be talented. We got it from here. They hit me up. They sent me the link. They sent me her deck. They sent me the cover art. <laughs> like They sent me everything that will get her show moving. And I think that's the whole point of ecosystems. Some of our friends, Dope. some of our friends may be shy in certain ways and maybe they need help on the tech side. Like, be aware of the people in your lives and where you can pour in. It's beautiful. What you need? Yeah, what, like, imagine if we, if we, our push for this show, you know, helps her get, like, super far. Like, this young, amazing girl in Kingston I'm on her Twitter as we speak isn't it yeah. looking at this yeah. I cannot wait to watch she already us. followed me too I'm about to oh, follow are you her serious? right now yeah. oh I love <laughs> and then look at the art isn't it pretty yes. yes yes that is super dope so you guys support her <laughs> losing patience on Vimeo <clears throat> tweet about it hit her up <laughs> look, you know, I'm making the hand I'm about to do some drops so if you hear this and you want some drops for losing patience here you go Previously on Losing Patience. <laughs> I love Boom. it. Last week on Losing Patience. <laughs> this season on Losing Patience. <laughs> Next time on Losing Patience. You, guys are you can call me if you need me to do the real thing. That's an ecosystem for you. <laughs> right. So ecosystems, you guys. Ecosystems. We are friends, our family, even strangers. I don't know Teeks, but I loved her when I met her. Hermes Teeks. And she was very helpful in my tour. The next day, she came and volunteered because we connected. You know what I mean? Aww. Like, listen, ecosystem. Dope. So that's it. Something to reflect on, something to um, consider this week. How are you pouring into the people around you? Wellness is not always just about you. That's right. Ooh. So that's it. Now we move on to Mr. Music Man. Mr. Music Man, <laughs> and he's back again. What you got for us this week, Asante? So, um, my laptop decided to be crazy with me this weekend. You and me both. So, I'm not done with my playlist, but don't forget to check out all the playlists that are currently available at hashtag playlist pledge. I've been really good about putting up the moments where I've collected all the playlists that I've done up until this point. Um, They are on various streaming services. Some aren't on both. Some aren't on all because I am actually in the process of making one playlist on title that will probably be up for as long as the subscription lasts. So with all of that said, I've decided to do an icebreaker this week to continue the fun and games that we've been having. As I continue to work on my July Heat 
uh, playlist that will be done by the end of this week with or without my computer. Hey. So this icebreaker actually comes from the emails. Don't forget to email us at thefriendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com if you need anything <clears throat> that I'm interested. Uh, this is from <laughs> Solel Moonpocky. Mm-hmm. Punky Rooster. Right? Oh, ain't that, ain't that the, the girl playing? Her name is Solel Moon Fry. Oh, 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 don't start that bullshit. But that's, but, <laughs> but that's why it drew me because I'm like, Moon Pocky, because you know, Pocky's a little Asian candy. It's like I love these little. that candy. It's so random. It's good. Yes. Right. And it be dipped in chocolate or strawberry. I love the so one dipped in the, in the pink. <sighs> strawberry. Fatty. Anyway, so they'll write for the possible icebreaker. And now your icebreaker is more than possible, okay? Hey, Asante, friend, and Dustin. If each of you could pick four female artists to collaborate on a track, which four would you choose? It would sort of be like when Missy facilitated the Lady Marmalade remake of Moulin Rouge. Mm. Okay, so before we, or while you're thinking, uh, just to give you a little time, I have a really random ass story. You're probably not going to know half of the people I'm talking about in this story. Oh, actually, you'll know two of the people, hopefully. So in Atlanta, there's this video of these young women, and they all got together and collaborated, all talented young women. And they are singing Amory's I Just Died. <gasps> Have oh. you seen this, this video? Recently? Uh, it's maybe a couple, two or three years ago. No. So let me tell you who's singing. Okay, so there's a girl group named Vixen, or they were named Vixen. I don't think they're still a thing. But anyways, these three young ladies, they're singing Tyra from... <laughs> still in love. Tyra. Country Boys. Uh, Holy shit, yeah. Uh, rush, rush. Uh, she hit that song, Just One of Them Country Boys. Like, I don't know her. Anyway, I remember her. so Tyra and, um, <laughs> what is this girl's uh, real name? Fat Fat. Dondria. Dondria. Yes. There's literally this video, and it perplexed me why these three sets of women got together to do A. Marie, and the song is beautiful. Don't get me wrong. I mean, that is like the jam. It was just the randomest thing for them to do, like, a video <laughs> cover to. It was it's almost like... <laughs> <laughs> Y'all about to hear me sing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, hell. Do, 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 shit. Harder. Harder. Oh, shit. So who was in, who was in Lady Marmalade again? It was uh, Christina Aguilera. Pink. Lil' Kim. Lil' Kim. Maya. And Christina. And Christina. That was insane. Yes. Screaming. You hear me? It's like, okay, Christina, you still <laughs> dirty over there? <laughs> dirty! Um, so wh- what are you thinking? Who are you and thinking And are they about? doing a cover? Are we picking the song, too? You right, because that will help. Okay, that make, okay so that yes, absolutely. Okay. Let's do the full shebang. What's the song? Oh, you got to pick it. You're picking the song and the group. Oh, Whose okay. Whose voices you want to hear? Hmm. <laughs> A&R. Okay. A&R Corner. <laughs> I, this is so random, whatever. I want a all-female empowerment cover of I Want to Be Where You Are by Michael Jackson. Oh! <laughs> and by the Jackson 5, right? I Want to Be Where You Are. I don't know why it's got to be female empowerment. Maybe because we're picking all women. So, whatever. But I just want an all-women, you know, remake <laughs> of that song, right? Okay. So, who's singing? Can I've I just always, say, yes. You, 
I think the, at least one of the girls from June's Diary be singing that. They won't. Or be no, they all be singing the it. They all be singing. <laughs> they don't even know what's happening. I think they be covering it. They won't even know that the session <laughs> the is Jackson booked. Five is Do you hear me? They will not even be. I saw them do it at Essence Festival. They ain't gonna be in town. You know, what I'm saying? they gonna be on. They gonna they gonna be on tour. <laughs> GPS oh area. shit! <laughs> booked. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Price, what's the price? Price is. Wait, you going? Okay. <laughs> At least you can't tell them about okay, booking so that stage. They what is that? That speaker. <laughs> They'll be like, here's the tour. Ooh. <laughs> what's that? Facts. Oh. What's that? Good facts? luck booking that stage. You speak up. That's what the that's what the line was. <laughs> what's that? Facts. I, you know. Ooh. <laughs> Anyways, let's bring yeah, it back. Oh. So you said Jackson Five. <laughs> yes, thank you, good friend. He was finna open the box. You hear me? <laughs> I saw it. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So I had fun. <laughs> I was looking through the window at you because I wanted to be in there with you. But okay. Anywho, um. Oh jeez. So June's Diary ain't gonna be nowhere near the studio. So no. you know, going on further, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I I've always said that I thought Alicia Keys would have done a great job singing that song. Mm. I just think she would have done mm. good. So I want her on it. Um, yep. I, I feel it. like Fantasia would lay it out. Ooh. Give me Fantasia mm. on the could the could it be? I stayed away too long. I had to stop that Ooh. false start before I did it. Wow. Um, yeah. So give me Fantasia. I also give me Jasmine Sullivan on that record. Um, so give me Alicia Keys. God damn. Jasmine Sullivan, Fantasia. Who else do I want on this record that could just sing it? A Marie. While you playing, give me A Marie, Alicia Keys, Jasmine Sullivan. Um. Fantasia and that's it. Just give me them girls and let them knock give it out. Give me a live performance of it. Tribute Michael Jackson or something at the BET Awards and give me them and whoever else y'all want to add. Cause low key, y'all can put Patty up there on the end to bring it on home. Because <laughs> oh, Patty's doing that, oh, oh, that that part she I feel like she could, you know. Mm. That's all I got. Okay, I'm gonna give you one more example, friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um the music awards where Tierra Marie and Marie <laughs> and Rihanna got to tribute Destiny's Child with Lose My Breath. Can you guess who was who? And Patti LaBelle introduced no, them and said it gets better, no, remember? No, 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 no. Solange introduced them because I Wait. remember they introduced her as, they were like, coming to the stage, Beyonce's sister. And, and I was like, Beyonce's sister? <gasps> like, yo, motherfuckers. Do you remember did. that? Patti LaBelle, you know, she was a part of that performance too, right? I remember Patty LaBelle was remember she starts singing at the after those girls. Oh, when she comes on. And she comes on and she literally looks at this she says, Beyonce, Michelle <laughs> yeah. Kelly, it gets better. <laughs> like she like, says that's, that. that's it. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and, and, and and the fucked up part was that was after that was already Wait, after this actually happened. Yes. I thought you were making no, it. This no, this is real. I'm giving you everything. I, told you I, I promise. And so, and this is already after the performance. Like these girls have performed while their camera is showing in the audience. Yes. So it's like, is she talking about are the tributes going to get better? Is the is the the experience as recording artists once going once they go solo? It does it get better? Like, what are you saying, Patty? Like, you left the group and it did get better. So what? Like what? <laughs> It's just a loaded gun, and I love it. It's why we love those singing diva women that, I'm telling you, it was a moment. 
Go ahead. That Sasha. was good. You so, go, because I'm, I'm still thinking. No, but before I go, can you guess who was who in the tribute? Okay, you said Rihanna. Rihanna, Amory, and Tierra Marie. Tierra Marie, because I'm thinking of the time frame. Who was she? She was Beyonce. Okay, and who was Because I remember when Tierra was thought to be bigger than Rihanna, so I know she was. Rihanna was Kelly, mm-hmm. and Amory was Michelle. No. Maybe Amory was Kelly. You had it right. The first oh, really? Time. Yep. Oh, Amory was Michelle. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. It was. When did this happen? Yeah. How did yes, I miss this? I forgot about that patty part up yes. until I was thinking. It's like you know what? That was super fucked up. I had to look I, this I, up. Obviously, shit. it's on YouTube. Obviously, it was during the the um. One, it was like the one Destiny's world. Destiny's fulfilled, right? It was Wasn't a, it during Destiny's It was some music awards. It was like That's one, so the one the world. world. You're right. It was the world music awards. Because it was awards. something real nice and random. Like, I was like, oh, this is classy. Like, we don't really ever have this. But it was like, we just going to see Destiny's Child Slay at some point. Wow. I got to look that up. Like, Our homework. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, if I, have, if I had to go, <laughs> I can't think of like, I can't think of not a, like, I have too many people I want to name. So, I'm trying to think of just a few that make sense together. Okay, so I want to hear Brandy on a song with Kelly. And I, w- I want Jasmine on it, too. But then I kind of feel like I don't need a lot of the same things, but I need Jasmine. This is so fucked up. Okay, so I'm gonna just go ahead and say it's a Prince song, definitely. Like, mm. and because I, I I just really think of like yes, the, those tones and where they are. That's what I'm thinking, like Brandy and like Kelly and Jasmine. But then I'm like, maybe I would round it out real random, but cool as fuck with JoJo, because it was random as hell to me that JoJo performed on the Divas Live thing that uh, many years ago. But you know, she still has the fucking voice, so yeah, she still she held say. her own, right? Um, now, what Prince song would I pick? You know what? I'm gonna just do. I'm gonna just do something really uh, random and just do "Darling Nikki" because I would love just to hear oh, them rework is, it. No, that's my jam. I just want to hear them rework the fuck out of that. Damn. Like, put JoJo on the part when she say when he say "magazine." <laughs> no, but JoJo got to go. Sex pain. <laughs> she would kill that part. I want JoJo to do Ooh, a comeback part. Masturbating with magazine. magazine. She could pat. Oh, tell you that. Jo- really you know what? JoJo could do that. <laughs> yo, Dustin is so specific, yo. Because everybody has to be that. They have to play their part. Like, oh, it'll be good. Hmm, this is a lot of pressure. I'm ready for France because I feel like it's going to be really good. <laughs> She's going to blow us up the water. No. Fuck. And you know what? I still want, no, she wouldn't go on. I was going to say Ebony Jenkins. I was going to say Teacher Moses, too. Like, I still... Mm. I, I So, ever since we've been talking about her and we continue to talk about her, I just can't stop going back to the uh, complex simplicity. And it's been following me in the randomest places. Like, I'll be somewhere at a store and they'll play fucking Backstroke and I'm like, this was the shit! We was just talking about this! So, Tidra, I just want her to have, like, a little piece of something. Yes. Oh, and tweet, Tidra, tweet. That's a whole separate thing. Never mind. Okay, go on. All right. Where so, you at? Who you starting song, to feel? Song, song. I'm going to dig into the Sade crates. Mm. I think I'm going to go with No Ordinary Love, just because it's just... <laughs> and then I think I'll imagine Erica Badu singing it. Sold, 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 sold. <laughs> with her tone. Sade. Erica Badu doing Sade. Hello. <laughs> Tip me wow. over and pour me out. <laughs> All right, so Erica wow. starts it. Ooh, I can hear it, so it's kind of... I'm, like, trying not to sing it. Um, 
Erica starts it. Then Tiny. Why are you playing? Look, I'm not. Look, you know, I'm, you know, I mean it too. Why are you playing? You know, put her in mind too. Honorable mention. <laughs> right. The annex. Put her in mind. Go ahead. Um. Then you're gonna send it to Haley. Yep. Okay. What? <laughs> you didn't change the. Then you're gonna bat it off to, um. I can't remember her name, but the lead singer from Little Dragon. Mm. Oh, yeah, the lead singer from Little Dragon. Yeah, she ha- <laughs> even though she has a similar tone to Erica, kind of, which is kind of interesting, but I think they would be interesting on a track together. Wow. Damn and it. then... Can you do a version for me with... Because uh, <laughs> I like your lineup already. Mm-hmm. Can you do a version for me with Kimbra? Oh, yeah, I really like Kimbra. This Ain't that Ron Artest's wife that was on uh, the first season of Basketball Wives? Wasn't her name Kimber Artest? <laughs> oh it was Kimber? Kimsha. Kimsha. Oh, same thing. I wasn't going to Kimsha. All right, I need one more. Who would round that off? You, while you playing. I want you on my song, too. Dead. Because you were aware that you were where I want to be where if you I are. If I can tag I'll... you in, friend, I would love for you to be on top. You available? Um, you available? <laughs> I'm booked. <laughs> Prices, prices. What you saying? (laughs) I had fun. Um, (laughs) Who would round that off? Who who could stand on stage with Erica Haley and Yukimi? I think her name is Yukimi Nagano. I think that's sort of. How do you feel about Ice JJ Fish? (laughs) Like a motherfucker, Ice JJ Fish. Random, but maybe. How do you feel about uh, now? She could. Because she has that interesting, like... She's good, You know dog. what? Give me Georgia Smith. Yes. Okay. There you go. There's there's my lineup. There you go. Because after she did that record with Drake, I think I heard her tone more. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. Okay, that's my lineup. Georgia, Erica, Yukimi, and Haley. Super random, but I like the it. Super dope and super group, right? Yes. How about that? Like those are what? nice textures too many, together. Too many people just being recycled. You just named a bunch of people that was like. <laughs> and give me, give me Haley with the end. You know where where Shadé's like keep trying, for you. and she's like singing like hard. Imagine Haley like like giving it a little rock edge, or maybe even Kelly Clarkson. Now you know <sighs> what about the girl from Paramore? Now you know. That's, yeah, her, that's Kelly. Kelly Clarkson now. You yeah, know, we, look, <laughs> I hate to oh, always she pushes. take it back. Don't play. Yo, look, her range. A moment like this will forever. Like that was forever a moment. What was the song? Was she? I'm sorry. No, go ahead. We should be like I'm torn into pieces. Uh, here I am once again. You know, um, behind yeah, these hazel eyes. Yes. Sing. Yeah. Sing. Uh, yeah, behind these hazel eyes. That was just what it was called. Y'all yeah, know I used to demo her records for her, and really when I had to about? hit those notes, stress. Wow. Because <laughs> her notes, stress. Shout out to Claude Kelly. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. But, anyways, yeah, that's my lineup. Okay, can I, ha- can I also throw somebody else into. <laughs> Okay, can we do a bonus one? Yes. <laughs> oh my yes. god, this will be the longest episode. <laughs> no, okay, fine. <laughs> I just I'm gonna throw SZA in there somewhere. SZA Ooh. in one of them. SZA gotta be somewhere in the cipher. See, 
Okay, I just have to say this and we're going to move on. Mm-hmm. Or we're going to do listens lately, then we're going to move on. I am obsessed with the visual content, a lot of the music content that I've been seeing online. Uh, more specifically, uh, the Tiny Desk series that NPR does. Mm-hmm. I just watched Chance the Rapper. He did his. It was super dope. I was a little thrown off by the two white backup singers. <laughs> but um, I just really like the content, how it looked. And I've really just been checking for a lot of shit like that. BBC does a really cool thing where um, one of their shows, artists come and perform. And Paramore was on, for one. And they perform their songs and sometimes they cover other people's songs and i forgot who paramore, paramore covered but i think um oh actually they covered drake's passion fruit randomly mm. you know what so, i saw the link for that but i didn't click it yes i so, have to remember to click it i don't like the concept of artists getting stuck as like cover artists but i do really appreciate when artists because I, I like when even people on youtube that don't have deals will get online and do their versions and renditions of songs. I think it's so, cool from a creative standpoint, like yeah. hearing how an artist with their tone and yes. range would interpret someone else's song. Yes. Like when Miguel did, was it Kiss It Better? Yes. It was so perfect for him. Like, I'm like, yo, he could release that as a fucking single. And that was great that he even did that yes. with his like rock it was, it was right up his alley. And his Beautiful. voice is raspy. So, yeah, I don't really like covers. Like, I, you know, with June's Diary, the fact that they would put out a covers EP, oh, I think that's problematic. But with someone on tour, I love when uh, when you go to people's concerts and they kind of hit you with a cover. Sometimes Absolutely. Sometimes they'll do it Something just for fun. I love it. I love, I love it. it, too. It's so fun. And I just like genre bending, too. Like, I really like... Yeah, that, too. Like, Haley singing passion. You know, it's... Right. it's it's so not her lane. It endears you to the artist too, because sometimes you're so surprised by their choice. That they would know it. Yeah, and it makes them cooler to you. Yeah, so especially I, I love how they can do it. Solange Viva La Vida. Remember when she did Viva La Vida on that Pepsi Yahoo thing? No, I didn't cover it. It was that. Yeah, it was around the Hadley Street Dreams time. Oh. But like though, I love those moments. Sam Castle Disco. Sick. Forever the moment. Um, that is it for that portion of the Music Man segment. Listens late. Hashtag Listens Lately is up next. Who have y'all been listening to lately? Crystal, shout out to the shout rapper Crystal. Yeah, he got some jams, dope. Uh, all up and through there. A song called "He's Looking." Slow twerk song. Slow twerk song. He's a he's a rapper from. Is he from Florida, Sante? I have no idea where he's from, but I need to find out. Crystal, C R I S T O L. That's it for me. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Fran? Um, who have I been listening to this week? I think I've still been playing the Washed Out Project. Yes. Because it's just good. It's perfect for the heat. <laughs> yes. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a very cooling album. I find myself entranced and then I feel like everything is okay. I'm like, huh. Okay, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. I don't think... Is, did anyone else come out? I feel like I'm missing so, a project that I... I'm French not Montana. Gonna, French Montana dropped. I haven't been um on my music A game like I had been posed to be doing. Yeah. Because I've just been listening to the Scissor Project. And uh, back to visual content, Scissor had just put out, like, this really cool video of her, like, talking about where she's been at, like, with the project and going <laughs> through the whole thing with working with her friends and the whole thing. Even Punch was sitting down there. So I've been stuck on her album still. But I did have a chance to listen to... Wiz Kid, he dropped his project. Yeah, from the see, other side. I knew I was forgetting something. Wiz, fucking. Did you kid. listen to the whole project? I absolutely did. Okay, I love so him. you know he got uh, Ty Dolla Sign, Boosay on the pro- on the project. Yes, did you hear that song? Excited because you know I love her. I was like, I'm a real friend. We're talking about Boosay <laughs> being the baddest. <laughs> I've heard nothing but good things about that project. I haven't listened, but so I keep hearing fun. good stuff. It's energetic. It's like if you, it feels like a Friday night. It's a Friday night, Saturday night album. Like. 
pre-party, you need to get a little hyped, and maybe you're drinking before heading out, like it's that album. Yeah, Something, it sounds like, that I would like. Yeah, just very yeah. live, like live. Because I was playing it, I think, on Sunday. I was like, okay, I'm going to hold off on this. <laughs> it's like it's a little too awake. Okay. But it's so good. It he does not disappoint. And what I thought was cool was that literally every song sounds like a single. Yes. And that's I was hard like, to do. Every song sounds like a single. Every song gonna be on the top 100 somewhere. Yeah, um, Lana Del Rey dropped a song. I love Lana Del Rey. With ASAP you know Rocky I meant to and play Playboy that. Cardi, and it was mm. really, really interesting. Okay, I was like, what an interesting. I'm so trio. glad that you brought this up because I don't remember if it was ASAP or no, it was Lana. She put up a video like a month or two ago of her just in the car riding, and she was like previewing new track with ASAP Rocky and Cardi on, and I was like, I have to hear. This motherfucking yes. song. And How called, is it? I'm, it's called Summer do, Bummer. Do you get into Lana Del Rey? She's yes. a little regular? depressing, but yes. I. It's very much like that glam, de- depressed glam, right. <laughs> noir, well, hip hop shit. Like if you if you love her and her shit, like you're gonna fuck with this hard. This is better than High by the Beach, and I loved High by the Beach. <laughs> All I wanna do is get High by the Beach. Yeah, I can't listen to her beach. too much because she does make me a little sad. But yeah. I will say this record is cool. I want to listen. It's cool. And yes. I, I was like pleasantly surprised. I'm like, Playboy Cardi, really? Her music gives me very much, it's too hot, but I'm too hot too. <laughs> so we both can't be hot. Right. I'm so in, I mean, she intrigues me. Yes. I just think she's sad a lot. For so the I longest, try not to indulge. For the longest, I just looked at her as like a paid girl that really can't sing, that's just doing this music thing. But she has swayed me. Like, she's really changed how I feel about her as an artist and what her artistry looks like. Yeah, totally. She's crafted the look, yeah. the era, the sound. <laughs> she, like, is in it. You even know what I mean? She, and I think that's very cool. On a deeper level, even how she be using black men as props. Ooh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, I see all of it. Meek Mill dropped. I don't know. Did y'all listen? I did. Um, I didn't listen to the track from Wins and Losses, although I heard a snippet of it, and he did give my girl Cash Doll a shout-out. Mm. So hey. I just want to make that be known. I don't mean I like Meek Mill, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. Or I mean, like, you know, <laughs> but you like that. And I like his music. So, you know, I like that he did that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Vic Mensa, Tyler the Creator dropped Boredom, and I actually really yes, like it. Yeah. And 9-11. I'm a huge fan of his, I though. love Tyler the Creator. I just hope he stops kissing the white boys and kisses me. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I, I see it for Odd Future and um, Golf Wang. <laughs> Shout out to all the, <laughs> all the weirdos out there that know what that shit means. I've also yeah, been listening it. to ASAP 12 who's got the yeah, yeah, Twelvey, yeah. shout maps. out Harlem. Okay. Shout out to Harlem. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> Have y'all been listening to anything else? Nope. Mm-mm. All right. Well, now we're going to parlay it on over to TV land. Dustin the man. Show us what you've been watching. All right. Let's make this short and sweet. Um, <laughs> the Love and Hip Hop Atlanta reunion part two came on. <laughs> um, the biggest uh, moment in the show was the fact that Jocelyn Hernandez did not appear and participate on the reunion stage. <laughs> No. They had footage of her outside. Now looking good as fuck. Everybody, yes. Outside. What do outside you mean? Like she the, skyped in? Nope. She was literally outside of the studio, and she did not come inside because she requested that production only have Stevie J, Jessica Dime, um, and Melissa on the stage, who are the people that she's been filming with and interacting with, and she did not want to film with Tommy, who she's in a legal battle with. She didn't want to film with Mimi Foss, who we all know the history there. You know, she refused to film with the other cast. 
Apparently, this was a problem for VH1. Naturally, I'm sure they wanted the engagement of her and the other people that she's at odds with. She refused to do it. She said, and she literally, when she was outside the studio venting to Stevie J, the cameras see her, the cameras are filming her, and she's saying, I asked to film with Dime, Melissa, and whoever else she's, and you. She was like, because that's who I fuck with. She was like, but no, they want me to film with the other girls and be nasty and fight and go back and forth, and I don't want to do that. She was like, so I'm not going. She said, and they're they're threatening. She that's what she said. And 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 she said they're threatening my contract. And that's when she went into the behavior that doesn't make her look so smart, where she starts saying, you know, fuck your contract, you can suck my blah blah blah. blah, 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 blah. Doing all those things. And that's where she kind of loses the steam. I'm loving hip hop Atlanta. I'm the Puerto Rican princess. Yeah, she said that, but <laughs> I do feel like I don't that. feel like it was out the question for her to request. You know, right. to film with the people that it made sense for boundaries. Like, what's they wrong did the with house that? House last year or whatever. You know when they be yeah. doing them house things. I mean, but just change the set. Have her on stage with those people. Ask her about the other people. Ask them about it. Whatever they want the fight. They want the action. Mm-hmm. And they penalized her for not doing that. So she quit the show because we know that Jocelyn is gonna go tit for tat to the bitter end with things, mm-hmm. no matter the consequence. And so this was just an example of that. She quit the show. So. I guess moving on because, of course, the Love & Hip Hop franchise is going to continue to be produced and go on without her, but she was the main draw and attraction of the show. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I just really want to say there is a promo of Mimi that aired. She's, like, doing the look back. And I was like, Mimi looks really good right there. Like, I could almost see her holding a peach if she looked that good. Do you know what promo I'm talking about? Like, I feel like she had on, like, a, a, a burgundy wig or something. I was like, that's actually a really cute... Like, I didn't... I saw it because I didn't have to see her boobs, so I was really mm-hmm. pleased with what I saw. I'm telling you, Mimi needs to make that transition over to Bravo and be a real housewife of Atlanta. I don't know what she's waiting on. Have your people call them people. Okay. Okay. Um, another reality television news, Basketball Wives came on. We were fans of the show from day one. We'll be so delighted to know that Evelyn Lozada and Jennifer Williams made peace. They had a very boring, a very boring come to Jesus moment on the beach. Oh my God, Dustin. Um, You know, where, I mean, all of the potential for what we love about reality TV to come to fruition was there. It was a longstanding real relationship with lots of real history, both on and off camera. It was a moment there for some really substantive content. We ain't getting nothing. They, they just let Oprah do that. Evelyn had on a really cute Tanya Taylor skirt. Jennifer had really cute braids. That's, they just wanted to be seen and, you know, look like um, cordial women who were open to, you know, resolution and stuff. And they did that. That's awesome. They yeah. did that. So, you know. Yay. Yay. We just were talking about <laughs> Evelyn and Jennifer women who we also were accustomed to. <laughs> I'm sorry, Throwing wine bottles. <laughs> I'm just so ratchet. tumblers, you know. <laughs> no, just because, you know what, to Dustin's point, like, it would have just been really beautiful. Not to see them fight each other, but, like, even if Ayala was sitting right there being like, because, um, you no. know, it was like they were old friends. So, you know, when you mad at a friend and y'all been mad for a long time and y'all see each other, it's like, nigga, we cool. Like, you ain't even mad. You ain't even mad no more. Like, I feel like someone needed to be there to really bring out Ask the shit. Ask the hard questions. Right. 
Hopefully they dig that deep on the reunion. Yeah, just a little bit. Just because it was like, she, you know, Jennifer was like, you know, you were a monster back then. And she, or no, Evelyn was like, I was a monster back then. And Jeff was like, I hope you aren't any anymore. She's like, you were really mean. I needed someone to be like, how is she mean? Like, right. I just hold her accountable for what happened. Because she was moving on and Jennifer accepted that. But like, we as the fans needed to like, rap, you know, push it out again before we could move on. Jennifer we've been doing waiting. the same thing she's always been doing, which is ignoring the pink elephant in the room when it would lead to confrontation for her. Yeah, whatever. Prime example, <laughs> Tammy Roman treated her like shit. Back in the day on the house on I was yes. about to say on the housewives. Housewives of Miami. Back in the day on the basketball wives. She was so mean to her. She literally fought her for not knowing what a goddamn food stamp looked like. And so she like went on this violent like Friend, attack. She was drunk off Nouveau. Tammy Roman. Not Nouveau. Who'd be drinking Bud Light and smoking her Newports. Yeah. Her, her her long squares was drunk off Nouveau at a party and proceeded to attack Jennifer Williams for not knowing what a food stamp was. She was like, I don't know what that is. It's like, how you don't know what a food stamp is? I'm going to show you to talk is cheap. Now I think that you acting bougie and now I got to teach you a lesson about all food stamps. Like, all kind what? of vile names, all of that stuff. But to see Jennifer come back onto the show now and pretend as if they're these old friends with all this history and girl and smile and laugh and play nice. It's just fake. Cause you don't like Tammy and Tammy don't like you. <laughs> so I just, that all of that was just whatever for me. It just would have been a cute look if she finally would have been kind of a little icy, like mm-hmm. just been like, Hey, and then like held him accountable a little bit, but that's never going to happen. I also would like to talk about a show that really briefly that we never talk about, which is power. Yes. Um, Ooh. my abhorrence. Ooh. For, <laughs> You know, my, the sheer hatred that I have for Angela Valdez <laughs> and now for their son, Tyreek. I don't care how old he is. His son. <laughs> I want to. I when I so tell you. memes <laughs> and tweet threads. I, I, just, I watch the show and I just stare at the belts hanging on my door because <laughs> I just want to take my belt literally and fold it in half and go to work and make them pants hot. Tariq had the things that he's doing on this show. I was the doing betrayal. he stole last season. Ooh. When he stole, I was like, yo, Oh, just wait till just ooh. 50's mm. character. What is his name? Kanan? Kanan. <laughs> he's so terrible, my he's God. 50 Awful. Cent is playing the shit out you of him. You saw he was stealing right. the, the TV out the kids' house. <laughs> and it looks like it all looks like 50 Cent. Like that's the fucked up part. That's, so I mean, that's mind, what it is. I just see 50 Cent doing all this shit. Like I saw 50 Cent's penis on TV. Like not came in fucking some girl right. like 50 cents penis was all over the TV like that show man stars <laughs> right <laughs> moving forward cause I I'm not even oh. I'm literally not gonna touch it <laughs> um, uh, Power is just such a well written show and the character all of the actors do such a good job that we literally that's why you see so many memes of hatred like we really hate these people I like it like it's so good so <laughs> Power's just been pleasure. amazing and you shout out to Tasha and Tommy because at the end of the day no matter what happens Tasha and Tommy are going to ride for Ghost yeah and man. we're endeared to Ghost and that's I just wild to me always they just make me so happy so that's all I want to say about TV this week we'll get back to the next one <laughs> Don't forget, this week's episode is brought to you by Talkspace. Talkspace is the online therapy company that's helping to bring therapy to everyone by understanding how we live today. You can send your therapist a message whenever you're near your desktop, laptop, tablet, or smartphone, and as much as you want for as little as $32 a week. Talkspace's therapists are licensed and background checked. 
and the same privacy rules apply as if you're at a traditional therapist's office. Your Talkspace therapist can listen to you vent about work, family, explore your relationships with the people around you, and help put you on the path to a happier life. Join the over half a million people who have experienced the relief of being able to talk to a therapist at their discretion and on their time. To sign up or to learn more, go to Talkspace.com slash zone or download the Talkspace app and enter coupon code Z-O-N-E to get $30 off your first month and show your support for this podcast. That's Talkspace.com slash Z-O-N-E and coupon code Z-O-N-E. Talkspace, therapy for all. Now we move on to what you guys Want to ask us and yeah. asking for a friend. What you got for us this week? <clears throat> I never know to say y'all's names, so I think I've said before I'm just never going to say names for asking for a friend. Because I don't really want to put y'all out there like that. Right, mm-hmm. makes it more comfortable. I don't need y'all emailing next week and being like, well, now my man breaking up with me. Like, you did that. Anyway. A beanbag versus a theater seat. Go ahead, Asante. <laughs> <laughs> the subject of this email... <laughs> My boyfriend's friends don't like me. And as always, as per usual, don't forget to email us at thefriendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. Now I'm going to start the email. I'm 20. My boyfriend and I met just before our 16th birthdays, and we've been together for a little over a year. Before me, he was with another girl, and they had a lot of friends together. Mm. When they broke up, he got the friends. Two girls and two guys. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, the guys are really cool. I was friends with them in school. The girls, on the other hand, don't like me, and I'm honestly not too fond of them either. I know when my boyfriend and I got together, because I was the new girl, I was all types of bitches and whatever else they could think to call me, never to my face, though. I tried to put it behind me and try to be their friend, simply because they're around a lot, and my boyfriend and I are planning on moving in together soon, and I know they'll be there once in a while. I try to go out with them to make myself comfortable around them, because in the future I refuse to be uncomfortable in my own home. But I don't want to be a bitch and say his friends can't come over. Do I continue to try to be nice to his friends or just give up and be the bitch who says, I don't want them in my house? (laughs) Oh, side note, let me give you a little background. I was sent screenshots, one that's attached, from a friend who was also friends with one of the girls. And it basically says she doesn't understand why I'm always around and why my boyfriend can't just leave me at home. Wow. But, or if he cancels on them, she just assumes it's my fault. But when we're together, she's so nice and always in my face. And being around them for so long makes me cringe and shut down. I've talked to my boyfriend about it. He said he talked to her, but I don't see any change in her attitude. And she still gives off a negative energy. So again, I ask, do I continue to try to be nice to them or just give up and be that bitch who says, I don't want them in my house? Hmm. (laughs) I like how we all looked at each other. (laughs) You first. (laughs) Hey, we got a friend on go sec team go second. Right. <laughs> Should have te- kept that secret. <laughs> um, I you know what? I just want to be likable. I enjoy people. I enjoy interacting with people. So it's important to me to try for the best in every situation. Every opportunity I have to get along, I would like to. You know, Police. that being said, it's certain boundaries that come, you know what I mean, that just can't be crossed now to me these friends haven't really done anything outside of you know 
everybody's 20, so you guys probably are not pros at, like, managing your countenance or letting, like, your facial expressions betray you or whatever. Because you flat out said that the girl is always so nice when she sees you, but then you also said that she gives off a negative energy. Mm -hmm. So right now, everybody's being fake. It's not that the girl doesn't like you. That's why she's able to exist and engage with you cordially. She just would rather spend one-on-one time with her friends sometimes. And that's an understandable position or place to be. You know, so maybe sometimes you should hang out with your friends and let him go be with his friends why do you not allow him that freedom or do you allow that freedom and you just didn't tell us we don't know but judging from the letter maybe it's always healthy you know and maybe it's a good idea for you guys to spend some time apart let him have these relationships with his friends so that when you are engaging with them and they're being nice to you it's genuine because they're happy to see you and not you know I guess, boxed into a corner by your presence. You could be the 500-pound gorilla in the room and not even know it and be 5'3". <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? You just never know. Just your presence alone sometimes can lend itself to trouble. And you're not even trying to do that. So mm. give them some space. Hang out with your friends that probably miss you and then see how they act. And as far as that being your house, that's your choice. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't mean that you have to initiate some rule that they can't come in, but they need to conduct themselves with respect right. when they enter your home just like anybody else would. I hope that helps because that's all I got. <laughs> that was so genuine. That's all give me I what got. you got. Give me what you got. Um, I mean, I agree with everything you said. It's tough when the when your significant other's friends don't like you, don't fuck with you, because it's just whack. Like, yeah. you can't really hang together. If they if he wants to go somewhere and wants to bring you, it's awkward. So now there's a separation between his friends and his personal life. And, mm. But it's also not the end of the world. I've had situations where I wasn't fond of my significant other's friends, not because they were, like, terrible, but they just weren't people I was interested in being around. And I was honest with my partner about it, but not in a way where it was putting him in a position where he had to, like, choose. Right, or, right. I just made it clear it's cool for us to keep that separate. Like, I'm not really trying to be around them. Right. And he figured out a way, respectfully on both ends, to just kind of keep both worlds separate and it worked it was fine when i would see them it was cordial it wasn't like you know tension or like how come she don't come around it was just kind of understood i think if it's something that bothers you so much where like you're seeing screenshots and they're coming to your house that's kind of different in that case i would talk to them i don't think there's any harm in sitting and just very honestly being like what is it that we can't, like, fuck with each other. Why don't we just hash this out because we're going to be seeing each other and just kind of put it out there. Sometimes you can put it out there and realize it's nothing and fix it just off of one conversation and then not saying y'all are going to be besties, but at least y'all, if she comes to your house, it's, like, not, you know, tension or or her sending uh, eye messages to someone while she's sitting on your couch about how much she hates you. Just talk to her about it. But it's not the end of the world. You don't. You also don't have to be friends with your partner's friends. Right. I don't think that's like make or. It shouldn't be make or break. I should say it's not. It's, I say fuck them. I mean, 
Not like you should just be cursing them out or nothing, but like how you said you go out to try to get comfortable with them before they start coming to your house. You don't got to go out to get comfortable with them. Yeah. If they, when you and him move in together, they need to get comfortable with you in your space. So that's not your responsibility. So for me, if you, I think you really just need to take a step back and see why they may not like you. And just look at it like this, because, you know, they might not like you for X, Y, and Z. But just break it down to girl code. You the new girl. They were friends with the old girl. So you ain't really trying to kick it with them either, right. honestly. thank you. Why would you even? Like, that's real. I mean, you. I know you want to be cool because they're friends, but if y'all become really cool, y'all not going to have girls' night. She's not going to invite you over because the other girl going to be there. So there's no point in trying to be super cool. There's one thing to be respectful and... That's what they will be in your house. Otherwise, you and your boyfriend will need to have another conversation. And I guess it's another thing to seem desperate. And they may think that you just seem desperate hanging out with them. And you aren't desperate. And you don't have to be desperate. So don't even give that off. Like, don't even look at it as you need to fit into them. You have your own thing going. That's why he with you. And it don't matter why he cancels shit whenever he cancels it. Because that's none of their business. And it's not for you to go check them on it because they shouldn't even be thinking about it anyway. And a lot of it, I will say, I don't know if you guys would agree. A lot of it is on him, too. I agree Absolutely. I think he, this shouldn't even be something you're worried about. He Absolutely. needs to put them in their place and say, listen, when my girl is around, I don't care who y'all know that was my girl before. This is my situation now. Like, he should be protective of your space, you know, protective of how his friends make you feel. And he needs to check that. And it shouldn't even be a problem for you. That's what I think. Right? Like, I that's what I'm like, you shouldn't even have to be dealing with this. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice for you to talk because it just seems like he's not clearing it. So that's the only reason I suggested you talk. But I do think it, it's something that's his job. Since it's his world, right. then he needs to it's be his the mediator. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, your friends is X, Y, and Z. Oh, well, you should go talk to him. Nigga, I'm not about to go talk to your friends about <laughs> right, some you're shit. Right, you're right, How you're sound right. coming from me and I already don't fuck with them like that. <laughs> That's so true. Like, you, you totally want right. problems. Like, I would be an angry <laughs> woman friends, for real. You, <laughs> you want problems, don't you, right, nigga? I was about to say, is that really what you want me to do? Because <laughs> right, if right, I go right, and try right. to fix, because, I mean, really look, you sense. might want to play this part for him. <laughs> if I go and try to fix things with your homegirl and she wants to be petty with me and be like, well, you know, I'm just so not used to him having a girl like you around or whatever the fuck she giving off when she come around like that's cause for problems and yeah. she might just get dropped the first day she walks into the apartment <laughs> you're totally right he's <laughs> <laughs> over here getting hot well hopefully Ooh, that helps a hot link when I get home <laughs> Frank Ocean Mama if, if, you're, if they friends ain't over <laughs> to make your hot link <laughs> okay shit or else we cooking in my damn room okay. huh <laughs> anyway, thanks for submitting and hope you all will continue to submit. And moving right on to the Black Business of the Week, I have two different things that I want to shout out. I wanted to shout this out at the top of the episode, but I felt like, eh, the more the merrier towards the end, right? So for my first Black Business, I want to give a shout out to Camille Jones, who, e- who sent this into the email. Um, she wanted to spotlight Rashawn Miller, who is uh, a friend of hers, and he has an initiative slash nonprofit, and he calls it Locker Room Talk. Um, going in line with what we were talking about last week for the 444 episode, we were just discussing how important it is to create these spaces for men to like just be intimate and reflect and hold each other accountable. And with Locker Room Talk, it's a conference call in which men are provided a brave space to reflect, share, and challenge one another. The uh, nonprofit, or it's organized through this nonprofit called Eustress. It's E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S. Um, he was just recently on The Breakfast Club, Rashawn Miller was, and he was on there with a psychologist, and he was talking about his history 
with him dealing with a uh, mental illness. And I just think that it would be dope to spread the blessing for any young gentlemen out there listening that are looking for that space. Um, you know, we do have to, we do offer talk space and we talk a lot about that. If you want something you feel like is less formal, uh, the Instagram is you stress Inc. It's E U S T R E S S I N C. And basically, um, he posts the on the Instagram when he's doing the conference calls so you can get in. And I think they're usually on Wednesdays and the Instagram. It also contains like a lot of really motivational quotes. That's you so, know. so how many people are on the calls? Right. Did he say? That's so I'm interesting. I'm not entirely sure, you know. It reminds um, me, remember back in the day, they used to, it used to be like a chat thing that people would call and do y'all remember that? Like the party line. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right? Well, well, I was yeah. hesitant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. That's so interesting that they, that came back around. I mean, in the form of wellness. <laughs> right? Like, it, it's really dope. I was thinking the other day, like, how we use these different media forms and what we use them for and how that changes every yeah, day. Yeah, so interesting. Like, I like podcasting. that he chose this. So interesting. So dope. So I wanted to shout that out. Thank you so much, Camille, for putting that out. Uh, again, if you're interested in looking up Rashawn Miller, he just did an interview on the breakfast club i think two or three weeks ago so check him out and i also wanted to spotlight pardon me shout out to iman pardon me if i'm saying this wrong lipumba um there's a black they have a black business that they wanted to spotlight she works for a company and they basically make cartoons um and they help kids in africa learn so they're based out of tanzania in east africa and the show is called ubongo kids and they also did another program called Akili and Me. And so they're basically like, you know, the African door, the explorer. Like, we're out here. Um, there's, like, really cute little songs. I'm really embarrassed to say this, but I was watching the content uh, yesterday. And I was getting, you know, I was watching the kids' content, just making sure it was kid-friendly and kid-appropriate. Right. And it's super cool and super adorable. Like, it's legit, like, cartoons and songs, like, fraction songs and oh. all sorts. It's a really cool learning source and learning reta- uh, re- uh, learning tool, pardon me. So if you're looking for just stuff for kids, um, good learning stuff, I try to shout that out as much as possible because I just know how important it is for children to, to see themselves. It, absolutely. Right. So is this okay? It's a website where you can click on videos of the cartoons. So actually, uh, there's a YouTube channel and it's connected, and all you have to do is type in um, Ubongo. The name of the channel is Ubongo Kids English. Can you spell but, uh, Ubongo? Yep, it's U B O N G O. And Ubongo is actually Swahili for brain. So, mm. oh, so that. it's so it's cartoons on YouTube. Mm-hmm. How cool is that? Dope. And, Dope. and their cartoons have been up for like a couple of years now. Like some of them, like a lot of views on some of them. So oh, I gotta send them to my godson. He'd probably you, freak out. You know, if you got because I'm sure he he never seen cartoons with kids that look like him. He'll probably be like, what? And they're like really cute cartoons. Like that there's like the monkey so singing the bananas. Cool. Oh, and, and I think that they uh. Oh, since you guys have been unmystifying our brains in 2015, um, Iman's <laughs> been listening to us, she says. Hi, Iman. So this company that she works for, they um, actually started in 2014, and it's a locally made cartoon show. So by supporting them, you'll be supporting a company out in Tanzania, Africa. Very freaking cool. I'm so, excited about both of these. Thank oh, you. And if you want to learn more about the company itself, you can go to ubongo.co. So that's U-B-O-N-G-O dot C-O. Awesome. Dope. That was dope. And those are the black businesses of this week. Dope. Dang.
things. That's it for this week's show. Whoa, this was a long one. Y'all ain't never going to get this shit again. <laughs> right. Oh, that's because we got excited talking about, what were we talking about? The train? Everything and <laughs> nothing. Yes. Look, it's just so hot outside. And right. I was complaining about it being cold, but my body said, you know what? Store this AC. You're going to need it later. Uh, thanks again for listening to us. We have charted yet again. You guys are just yes. so freaking sweet. Um, thank you for the support. Yes. Comment. Rate us. Every app that you listen to um, on iTunes, you guys have been rating us like crazy. Thank you so much on all the really constructive and kind comments. And, of course, SoundCloud. Thank you yes. for engaging yep. with us every week. I, you guys are, like, my favorite. Yes. Um, Don't forget that we have a Facebook that you can engage with us on. Yes. That's right. I always forget about the Facebook. And so. I'm actually glad you mentioned the Facebook because we want to do a Facebook Live with yeah. you guys. Right? Of course, I will uh, tweet the information. But we want to do a Facebook Live with you guys next Tuesday because Tuesdays is when we record. That's right. Um, and we're going to do it at 5 o'clock. Because that's when we come to the studio. So I'll send, I'll post all that information for you guys closer right. to the date. But just something to, to put in your mind so that you can come hang with us. We'd love to hear feedback, maybe some topic ideas that you feel you'd want us to cover that we haven't covered. Or maybe something we did cover that you want us to speak more on. Whatever you guys want. And just to uh, see our beautiful faces. That's right. And before we close this episode out, you got some something in your bag for me? Me? Mm-hmm. What? You know I need that lotion. You know I'm still. Oh, <laughs> oh I forgot. Oh, I'm damn. sorry. You know I'm old. You nah, gotta tweet cool. me it's these cool. things. It's cool. You know I gotta come to your house anyway and pick up some things. I was hoping because I didn't forget. even know that you I'd saw the you tweet. <laughs> Look, because everybody the and their mama. I couldn't believe that. I, I literally just random lotion. lotion. And I, I saw it. Responded and it was like uh-huh. thirty people. Like, what's this lotion, friend? So you know, you know why I asked that. Why? Because, you know, when you black and you just somewhere and you need something, but is you overwhelmed. So I was like, let me just ask Twitter. I was like, what lotion do y'all use? <laughs> that was so funny. Because everything was on sale. I love all the engagement over lotion. Y'all <laughs> over was so lotion. freaking funny. I loved it. It was great. But before we get out of here, do you guys have any church announcements? Dustin. Dustin. You guys are so funny. <laughs> No, I'm just really excited. This Sunday, I'll be in the season premiere of Insecure yes. on HBO at 10.30 p.m. Shout out to Issa Rae. Opening scene. Shout out to Melina. Shout out to everybody over there that was so dope and, How was and it? nice and sweet to me. It and was fun. It was fun. I had fun. <laughs> Literally, shout out to everybody. And thank you to all the supporters of me and of the Friend Zone who showed love on social media. Um, Yvonne, the actress that plays Molly, actually mentioned that to me at the premiere in New Orleans, that she was really impressed by the push that we um, had on social media. So I just want to give a heartfelt thank you to everybody for fucking with me on that level. And I'm really excited for you guys to see the episode. And I'm just really, really grateful. And I'm happy. So Sunday at 1030 on HBO. Justin Day. Um, for me, I'm laying pretty low. This, like I said before, these are my two weeks to kind of rest. Well, relatively rest. <laughs> right. Um, but I am excited, as long, along with Dustin, about Insecure coming back out next weekend because that also means that insecurity is back. Yeah. Bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> me and Crystal will be hosting the official recap podcast of HBO's Insecure. Official. We, are, right, we already recorded the first episode with some very special guests from the cast. Hey. It is a funny episode. I'm excited for it to come out. So 
as soon as the episode airs on the 23rd, our podcast episode will be following it the next day. So can't wait to get this podcast rolling because it is so fun to work with Crystal. <laughs> and it is so fun to work with Crystal about this show because this show is hysterical. Match made in heaven. Right. And I was guessing everything right last year. I even guessed the end. <laughs> you <laughs> did. Absolutely. The writers did. took me aside at the at the screening. They were like, yo, we freaked the fuck out when you said the ending. They said that they were like, how the fuck? They thought what? they had an internal issue. Yeah, like they were like, how'd she do that? And people thought I had had like a screener, but we didn't have screeners. We weren't watching the whole episode. So I'm... So let's see. Let's see what I figure out with my crystals for this next season. I'm ready. Uh, but that's it. Otherwise, I'm laying low uh, and showing y'all lots of love online on Twitter with my plant threads and stuff since I'm home. They're glorious. <laughs> what about you, Asante? Um, you know, I'm just around town right now. If you are around town in Harlem. Around town. Actually, so I've decided super randomly, um, I'm like breaking down and rebuilding everything I know about certain aspects of art. So in photography, um, a couple of people have randomly reached out to me about taking pictures of me. So I would actually like to work with a lot of different photographers as far as having pictures taken and taking pictures of each other Mm -hmm. for a really cool like photo collective that I want to build. So if you're a photographer based out of New York City, hit me up so we can connect. And with that said, this particular Sunday, if you're looking for me, I will be at the Pompette Wine Shop for Barrels for Change. Mm. Um, I believe that I will be at the Pompette from about 12 until... Uh, I'll say 12 until 7. 12 to 7, I will be at the Pompette. I will be DJing. Um, DJing will be brought to you by Tidal. And um, Barrels for Change is a non-profit that we are collecting money for. So come by, have some wine, listen to some tunes, buy some wine, uh, donate some money, have some snacks. And what's enjoy the address the sun. to Palm Again, that is 420 Linux. Uh, it is the back store or 420 Malcolm X Boulevard, depending on, you know, what you're doing. But uh, it is on 131st Street. If you see the corner, that empty corner is going to be a wine bar in the future. Just walk a couple of doors down and the wine shop is right there. Cute. So awesome. So that's it for this week's show. As always, we love you so much. Thank you for listening. Stay back and protect your man. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Love y'all. Thanks again to everybody (laughs) for watching the season premiere of Insecure that comes on this Sunday, July 23rd at 10.30 p.m. Because y'all going to be there, right? Right. You may see a familiar face or two, actually. And thank you again to Insecure for supporting this week's episode of The Friend Zone. Creator and Stara Issa Rae is back with a brand new season of her deeply relatable HBO series, Insecure. Yes. It's set in Inglewood, and the season two premiere is going to find Issa dealing with the fallout of her infidelity and resulting breakup with her long-term boyfriend, Lawrence. Lawrence, I've. <laughs> Despite her attempts to maintain a positive facade, Issa secretly hopes that she can win him back. Lawrence, I've. Meanwhile, Lawrence, Lawrence I've. is going to begin to move forward without her. Lawrence, I've. Insecure is not okay. holding back this summer, and life is about to be hella out there. Watch the season two premiere of Insecure on July 23rd at 10.30 p.m. on HBO. Be there, Lawrence High. Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed.